0: Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about Black Friday? Whoa, whoa, which... I'm
1: supposed to make the Black Friday joke. Hey, get in line, buddy. My kids want that Black Friday
2: joke. No way. I was here first. I slept out overnight. Just, just a couple of times. Are
0: purely for so entertainment okay. purposes only. I just want credit. I just
1: want credit. The I, was I, was I was here. Was I was no sale. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow, they called the cops and everything.
3: That got ugly quick.
0: Yeah, that escalated.
3: As it does. So topical. I have never been in that melee. Me
0: either.
3: The I Black
2: have no Friday desire to melee. go, yeah.
1: Yeah, I have no interest, but you know, other people are kind of like, well, it's like the thing to do. It's of course it's crazy and ridiculous, but it's like it's like the thing to do now. Yeah, like you, you just it's almost like hanging up stockings now. It's like you just go do it. I it's like know. the Macy's
0: Thanksgiving Day Parade <laughs> and exactly. the Black Friday getting and the running in the with eye. the bulls and the running with the bulls. I just don't Macy's. love my
2: children enough. That's I really don't care. That must be <laughs> yeah, <what laughs> it. I don't is. care how far you mark down a fridge. I, I just <laughs> can't afford one right now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I got my Cabbage Patch. I'm good.
3: Uh, welcome Average. to the uh, Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. And you took your first pinch like a man, and you learned two great things in life. Look at me. Never rat on your friends, and always keep your mouth shut. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from the Admirals Club with more passengers than ever passing overhead on their way to visit family. Catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Search the Movie Showcast or the Movie Guys and we come right up. And don't forget, we're also available on WBAD Radio at WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. And shout out to the BTS interview show. Who we appeared on there today. Yep. And uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe where possible, tell your friends, share and like, post and videos, all that stuff at the Movie Guys on Twitter and on Facebook and YouTube, wherever you find us. My name is Paul Preston. I am your host, here as ever, with Lee Caius, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. Later in the show, we will be joined by composer and songwriter Joe Kramer. We'll get to talk some movie oh. music. Hey, Joe Kramer. Yeah, Relaxing nicely in the green room. Talked enough uh, movie music on the shows. that'll be fun. Plus, we'll be visited by the movie Whisperer, which should be interesting. And as ever, we are your weekly place to go for thorough previews of what's coming up in theaters, where we offer our signature take. Coming up this week, Disney makes bold advances in marketing by creating a movie that's already (laughs) on ice. Frozen. And Jason Statham is back, hoping that John Deere hat hides his British accent in (laughs) Homefront. And later in the show... If you would like to see your daughter
2: alive again, answer two questions. One, why did I imprison you for 20 years?
0: And two, why did I let you go? Did I let you go? Look, I didn't know there was going to be
3: math. I'm I, not. I, that, is cr- I, I, that is from old boy. I
0: immediately <laughs> have questions. First of all, she said, if you want to see your daughter alive again, let me, you know, tell me something. Riddle and, me this. And riddle me this, riddle me that. But then um, answer me why I had you in, you know, however, for 20 years. Um, how old is this daughter? And he's never seen her really anyway, so why does he care?
2: How attached could they be? Yeah, you, right? you don't have Karen, kids.
0: Perhaps the bad guy might be able to explain it to us. <laughs> I'm just saying. So if he had like a two year old, right? Then they. Ca- she's 22. He hasn't seen her for 20 years. He's a horrible father. Anyway, he was in
1: prison.
0: Well, uh, that's what they all he say. He was buried
1: underground. You're
2: a horrible mother.
0: <laughs> kids aren't am. like
2: dogs. They 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 actually miss you. You oh. know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's true. My dog doesn't. Okay. All
3: right. We'll talk about old boy uh, later <laughs> in the show. But now, for those of you who are new to our program. We're not like other movie shows. We don't sit here and meticulously describe the hard-ons we have for such and such movie that's coming out. We're a comedy show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're a comedy show. Hands on the table. Hands on the table. Uh,
3: Every now and then, though, we do feel the urge to uh, (laughs) we do feel the need to cover movie news just for you, and we do that in a little segment called the latest. So what is shaking and Bacon in Hollywood right now? What is? Our first story, Josh Brolin from oh old Boy right. uh-huh. has checked himself into rehab for alcoholism. This comes on the heels of a couple of embarrassing incidents for the Men in Black 3 actor, least of which is being credited in the story as a Men in Black 3 actor.
0: <laughs> Thoughts? Karen? The upside to him being in rehab is that we finally have that Goonies cast reunion we all wanted. Yes,
2: Lee? In the movie Old Boy, Brolin's character spends 20 years in solitary confinement Yes. and with Brolin currently in rehab. This marks the first time an actor has done character research after the movie has been shot. (laughs) Adam?
1: You know, there's another incident where Brolin was seen drunk and belligerent at the drive-thru of a Del Taco at 1 a.m. Now, he claims he wasn't drunk, but the police report says that he was at a Del Taco at 1 (laughs) a.m. So there could be no other explanation,
2: really. Fascinating. All
3: right, discuss. <laughs> what
2: do you think? It's the only time I've ever been to a Del Taco, and under those circumstances, <laughs> that is the worst Mexican dry food, dry by, dry drive food, drive by, or drive by. Drive by.
0: Wow. What is happening with you? Isn't it? Yeah. Drive by. There's food. There's no flavor Absolutely. in that. I Del like taco. it. I like Del Taco. I would Damn. be psyched if James Brolin was a Del Taco. Josh Brolin. Josh. Shit. You've already done it. I'm thinking James Franco. <laughs> uh,
2: what decade that's horrible. are you in? <laughs> uh, No, wait. I just want to recap. What? you mistook James Franco for Josh Brolin, and you said James Brolin, who well, isn't related to James, <laughs> Franco, James Franco, Franco, but that's who you were thinking. But so I You were thinking. Of James. I guess I was so Josh thinking Franco.
0: if Josh if James, Fra- uh, what's his face? James Franco was high. He'd eat at Del Taco too.
3: Well, yes. But he doesn't, if he's high, he's not obviously disrupting anybody.
0: Friend, friend
1: of the show, uh, 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 Matt Bronger, who uh, uh-huh. was supposed to be here one week. Who do we have fill in for him? Andy Peters. Andy who Peters, was that's awesome. right. That's yeah. great. Uh he has a whole bit about the Taco Bell drive-thru and how that is just you could just go through and arrest everybody there because <laughs> if that's three AM, that is the drunk driving, you know, uh, uh drive-thru. Like uh, who isn't drunk in that drive-thru?
3: Yeah. <laughs> and they know it. They're selling it now. They have like their foodie oh, call exactly. late night menu thing. Hungry
1: at three a.m. Yeah, he has yeah. a whole bit about that. Oh, that might be jack in the box. This is the way. They're on.
0: See, you don't know either, James Brolin. But the sobriety Jim, check Jim, whatever. The
2: sobriety check at Taco Bell is they ask you for your receipt. And if you have one, you're you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Taco Bell receipt, you're going in.
0: No, wait. Now, does uh, Barbara know that he went?
2: Yeah, that's all I know is that Barbara Streisand right? is going to be pissed. Can you
3: imagine oh. her as like a, uh, as oh, a, a disappointed mother? Could a, you imagine yeah, her a picking, disappointed
1: mother?
0: <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> her picking <laughs> you up at the police station?
3: Uh, like if you did something wrong? Uh, Babs, not the not the gonna maternal gonna... mom of of Josh Brolin. Yeah, but yeah I was going to say who's the, oh, currently okay, with James yeah. Brolin? Yeah, who's oh still disappointed, right? Disappointed stepmother. That's the worst. That's the
0: worst.
3: (laughs) Oh, You can never live up to that. Um, Uh, Next up, a new Friday the 13th movie has been announced, the 13th in the series. And this time the plot is based on found footage. I, for one, am looking forward to Friday the 13th, the 13th. Adam, (laughs) you
1: love the series. Thoughts? Uh, Well, unfortunately, production has been halted because all the footage found is on VHS. (laughs) Karen?
0: Well, I I think I speak for everyone when I say I didn't see parts 4 through 12, so I hope I won't be lost.
2: Mm. Lee. Thirteen Friday the Thirteenth movies. This franchise is so old. How old is, is it? It's so old. Jason's Jason's hockey mask has had a facelift. Uh, uh, that's oh. Thank you, Lee. I can always count on Lee for the Catskills joke.
0: You know, they could. Well, that could look like a cat Well, At cat least I delivered too. it well. The mask, right? If they pull it back uh, yeah. far enough, he's going to look. Not Asian. only was it a great
1: joke, but well delivered. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. what were you saying, you. Karen? Close. I'm just <laughs> saying nothing.
0: I was just making a stupid facelift joke. I was also going to say. If he had his face mask pulled back so much, he looks like all the other serial killers of his age. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Women all look alike after what fifty-two out here.
1: Yeah, they look yeah. like Freddy. Oh, Kirby. he's got cat's eyes.
0: The yeah, the cat's they all go eye bark. hockey mask. Yeah. yeah. And then they can't blink, and there's always a it, there's always a tear forming in the corner of their eye. We uh,
3: had to do math because I don't remember anything after Jason math. X. Yeah. But I guess J- they
0: count the Jason and Freddy. Jason X where they
1: launch him into space. <laughs> Who would love to see Goodwill Hunting ten if they launch those characters into space?
0: You know, I'd watch anything if they I'd let the make Ghostbusters three if they launched him yeah, in space. Absolutely. And that was
2: ten. That was ten. Which you have to say at that point, okay, we're done. We've, we've launched
1: them into space. There, there can't possibly no, 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 no. be 11. No, 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 because it, there it can't is, be 12. The, 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 the amount of the great thing about sequels, uh, it, the best thing about sequels, is when they clearly have nothing planned for the next one and <laughs> are clearly making it up as, as they go along. And the king of that is Friday the 13th, because the, in the first movie, it's not even Jason. It's the mom. They didn't even think of Jason until the second movie. They didn't give him a hockey mask until the third movie. The fourth one is called The Final Chapter. The fifth one doesn't even have him in it. In the sixth one, they bring him back to life with lightning. In the seventh, he fights a woman with teleconnect powers like Carrie. In the eighth one, he goes to Manhattan. In the ninth one, he's dead and his spirit inhabits people who kill on his behalf and in the tenth when they shoot him into space.
2: Karen, you're caught up. How you're brilliant up, is
1: Karen. that?
3: Yeah, thinking, you are caught
1: and up. And none of that was thought ahead of time. This isn't like... Like, this isn't like uh, some vast book series, you know, where the J.R.R. Tolkien is like, yes, yeah. well, we'll understand that he's going to get to space. We'll put a little hint of that in the or first one. Or George line. Lucas, who. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Yeah, a, a
0: I, I got to say, it. I think that it sounded a lot better the way Adam described it. I was going to say, you just sold it. the
1: shit. I'm going to watch this. I watch it now. <laughs> it's a terrific series. You they should
0: just have a commercial of you doing that.
1: And <laughs> so, why not go with the found footage thing? I love that. That's a great thing to go for because the, the previous one was a reboot, which was interesting. What it, if
0: the found footage is like Khloe Kardashian's second? tape. You could find any kind of footage in I'd that's see that scary. movie. <laughs> oh wait, you said <laughs> Chloe. You said yeah, Chloe. I said Chloe. Yeah, sorry. No, that is a horror
1: movie.
2: All, All right, right Our, horror our, horror our horror.
3: final story. <laughs> the <laughs> The Hunger Games <laughs> Catching Fire opened this past week, grossing $160 million, making it the highest grossing November opening ever. Mm. Of course, more and more movies are making more and more money these days, in large part due to the elevated ticket prices from the so-called added value costs, like IMAX, 3D, THX, Surround Sound, and of course, the arc-like Koreatown
2: that's now offering a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one thing you're forgetting is the other reason these movies are making a lot more money is because they're also a lot more better.
1: Interesting point. Adam? Yes. Well, they say that older films couldn't make, could, would make more money if you adjusted the grosses for inflation. Right. But Smokey and the Bandit 2 couldn't break $100 million if you gave away $10 with every ticket that was bought. Do the math.
3: Angry yet interesting <laughs> as well. Karen?
0: <laughs> of course this movie made a lot of money. It stars America's sweetheart, <laughs> Donald Sutherland.
3: <laughs> Naturally. Uh, discuss. <laughs> Have any of you seen it yet? Uh, No, no, I don't know what what we're we're talking talking about about, (laughs) now.
1: Well, (laughs) But but I gotta say, (laughs) as a counterpoint to what I just said, uh, while I love when there are movies that are sequels, and they're based in a book series, it's like... A bit for the same reason I like Friday the 13th because they clearly don't know where they're going next. I like when they have to make... I like when it's a surprise that it's a hit and they have wait, to make it up. I hate when the sequel goes into production before the first one's even out. It's
0: wait like, a minute. Whatever. Now this is the exact opposite, right? They already have yeah. all the books written so they yeah. know where they have to go and they're forcing a round hole, like peg hole now, thing. What do you say?
1: On the converse of that, If they took the third one and tried to make three movies out of it, that I'd be interested in because you're like, oh, you're just grubbing for money, but you don't know how you're going to pull that off.
2: I think what Adam is saying is that Katniss will not be launched into
0: space. I'm hoping she will be launched into space. How (laughs) many
2: bonds until he went into space?
0: Uh, like 10, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Went to what space was Moonraker? Too?
0: Moonraker was probably 10. Wow. Sandra Bullock immediately went to space and gravity. Immediately.
1: Well, that's true. <laughs> she went through
3: like 100 uh, romantic comedies before she went
0: to <laughs> space. I'm just oh, saying. I'm talking. Oh, the actor. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh the enough character. of
1: this. God. We always sound like we don't like each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay,
1: so Shit. That's, We're
0: all uh, permanently. Permanently?
3: Permanently in all the right. permanence uh, of firmness. Let's get to this weekend's new films. Now, as it's Thanksgiving weekend, there are a lot of to? them. No. The biggest, potentially, is a new animated film offering up two new Disney princesses Ooh. that will have dads all over America saying, When's the football game on? <laughs> it's Frozen. Karen? Karen? <laughs> The mysterious disappearance of Kath's sister Annie leads to a mysterious portal to another reality in Frozen.
0: Paul, I'm sorry. That is 2005's Frozen.
3: Ah, you're correct. Okay. Uh, Frozen. Three skiers are stranded on a chairlift and are forced to make life or death choices about their own...
0: That's the 2010 Frozen. That's different,
3: too. Look, I only know what IMDb tells me. Let me look here in a camera. Okay, it's Frozen, ah, yes, the animated Disney classic.
0: And by classic, we mean it was animated by Disney.
3: In Disney's Frozen, the entire world is Frozen, in a plot that bears striking similarity to this spring's BP Presents Nothing to See Here, the (laughs) There's No Global Warming story.
0: Frozen comes to us from Disney, who, the poster says, is a studio that brought me Tangled and Wreck-It Ralph. Ah, so that's where I know this Disney from. Who was it again who brought me Bambi and Dumbo? I don't know how they divide up the credit over there at Disney, but this looks a whole lot like the studio that brought me planes. Now, in order to save the
3: kingdom of Ardenel, Anna, voiced by... or Anna, voiced by Kristen Bell, who I think we all know mostly for her amazing and recognizable voice, teams up with Mountain Man Kristoff to journey to find out who has frozen the entire kingdom. Along for the journey are such marketable sidekicks as Sven the Reindeer and a snowman distracting enough to be mistaken for hilarious by most of the people you're (laughs) avoiding talking to after dinner this Thanksgiving.
0: (laughs) It turns out the kingdom has been frozen by Anna's sister, Elsa, who either has the power to freeze everything so solid that neither hope nor humanity can survive, or the power to move the entire kingdom to Chicago in February.
3: (laughs) But Anna is described as a fierce optimist. To put that in movie guy terms, she'd go see Amor and stay till the end to see if there's a payoff. (laughs) There isn't.
0: There's not. In an attempt to bring back summer, Anna invents a combustion engine, aerosol hairspray, and starts using fossil fuels to help warm things up.
3: Facing Everest-like conditions, Frozen may very well be the into thin air of movies with a talking snowman. (laughs) To reach Elsa, the hilarious crew will have to face all type of snowy creatures, including the Abominable Snowman. The the Abominable... The
2: Abdominal Snowman. Abominable. 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 The Abdomable. Abominable. Abominable. Abominable.
0: Abominable. Abominable. That's Steve Martin, right?
2: Try to say that word now, Karen.
0: Abominable, abominable. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Thank God I don't have to. Yeah, Will they save the day before it is saved by the inevitable progress of seasons? Will global warming save the day? Will Anna find her sister and murder her? Oh wait, maybe I'm confusing that solution with Jason Statham's in that other movie coming out this week. Yeah, I think you
3: are. Were... There you go. You hey. he would do well to confuse
0: abominable. It. Abominable. abominable, 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 abominable,
1: snowman, Abdominal snowman.
0: <laughs> it doesn't look right Snowman. in print. Abominable,
2: abominable. You'll notice nothing else is
1: abominable. abominable. No, you're yeah. right. That is the only right. abominable creature. Things are
2: horrible, terrible, wicked, awful. I've never had an abominable pizza. Do you ever have an abominable no. pizza? No, never. Had no, that? that pizza was abominable. You're right.
1: Nothing else is there described. Are, as Some things are abominable. an
3: abomination. Yes, yeah. that's easier to a few say. Few things are abominable. Those are usually
0: never say that again. Thank you for not giving me that line. Those are children (laughs) I
3: I don't don't believe in abomination Now this is as we mentioned I'm (laughs) pro-abomination This is from uh, Disney This is like Disney presents Frozen Now, once upon a time, there was a big difference between Disney Presents, like Disney Presents Doug, or Disney Presents Teacher's Pet. Or no, this is like Disney.
1: Disney Animation Studios Presents, isn't it?
3: But back in the day, we have like Aladdin up here, and well, this was Walt Disney Pictures oh, Presents. Oh yeah, Walt oh. Disney Pictures. You got they have reserved for, all these classifications. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast, that was like Walt Disney Pictures Presents. Now,
1: which one is a Walt Disney joint? I think is
3: that
2: was that uh, <laughs> that's the straight to DVD that's, the uh, that's starring James Ryan. Franco,
0: That <laughs> one is. <laughs> right. Were we
2: suggesting Bambi wasn't good?
0: Uh, I'm thinking we're saying it was good, and so was Dumbo, but apparently not good enough anymore to bring people to the.
1: But uh, they say Walt Disney Isn't Pictures presents yeah. from, from the people who brought you Tangled and, and, and Ralph. Ralph instead of well, Bambi. Weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bambi's <laughs> a classic, and Dumbo's a classic. I just but... think
1: they've got some weird classification thing. Like you yeah. said, they they they, yeah. they call everything a classic. Or, oh, it's an
2: instant know. Disney classic. It came out yesterday. <laughs> these are uh, <laughs> must be a classic. Oh, these are uh, these
3: are um, princesses that they're gonna like put in the parks right away, right? There's, I there's are Snow there princesses
1: in, and... in this movie? Oh,
3: they all see yes.
0: It? Oh yes, 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 yes. But the Snow
3: Queen. Right, and then her sister, so they're like eh, queen, princess. You you put a pretty dress on a young kid and take him to the park. It's a Halloween costume.
1: But don't they go more brave now where they're like, she's not a princess. She's uh, got her own thoughts, and she's not all
3: goody-goody. They're princesses, but who no longer have to rely on a man. Yeah, uh, that's the deal now. Yeah, between Brave and uh, uh, Tangled. Well, that is
1: ah! much needed lip service for uh, equality. <laughs> and I think Frozen. I
3: think the, reason, the actual reason they put uh, Tangled and Record Ralph on there is to align it with Disney's other three D animated yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
2: Uh, movies that are. Oh, between. that's right. Bambi and they Dumbo and weren't actually movies because they weren't in three D.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. and they yeah. no. they were, however, based on a book. Were they? Bambi, I think. Probably so. was a book. Dumbo, yeah. I have no idea. Like a kid's story. They had books back then? My God. Wow. This
4: guy.
3: Yeah. But. Uh, you yeah. had to read in my candle. <laughs> I'll probably see this. I'll probably see it, right?
0: You'll Would you see, see Frozen? Yeah. Yes, Paul,
2: you probably it's will. A I musical. probably
0: will. <laughs> I should probably see <laughs> it. Me, on the I other hand, just not so, so
1: easily. Much. I mean, I just like uh, Man of Steel begs to be watched again. I just watched <laughs> it. And I'm like, <laughs> I could watch that more than most things just over and over. Yeah. So I... this can't beat that. Like yeah. something I watched on DVD last night. <laughs>
2: this, the movie it's... does look annoying, though. I don't think it's I the only to snow it. we're gonna get in Southern Southern California.
0: California. You guys uh, didn't mention that the other voice is done by the chick from Rent, who's super hot, but we're not gonna see her. The other is that, so. and, yeah.
1: Who's the who's the uh, guy that plays the uh, who's the Snowman Josh. Josh Gad. Gad. Who's Josh Gad? Josh like Gad was from a is. Book of Mormon, and oh. he was in. He's at about... least they
0: have some Tony Award-winning actors in yeah. in there doing it. He was in Jobs. in
3: Wozniak. Okay he's so been he's not in just been some stuff mm. yeah but he's a funny guy yeah he's done some daily show stuff too mm-hmm. okay he's funny
0: he's the one with very fuzzy hair you po- you'd recognize me for yeah.
1: yeah. oh yeah Jonah Hillish oh, oh he was the yeah. other guy the w- yeah he was Wozniak okay I got mm-hmm. you yeah.
3: All right, well, with uh, an adaptation of Hans Christian Andersen's bleak fairy tale The Snow Queen and a a grimy tale Mm -hmm. of Jason Statham versus meth dealers and a blood-soaked kidnapping and revenge tale from Spike Lee, it doesn't seem like Hollywood has brought us much in the way of a warm Thanksgiving message. Mm -mm. So you'd think. Mm. Yes. I'd like to welcome to our studio the Movie Whisperer.
1: Give him a big round of applause the Movie Whisperer. Hello. Hello, Paul. Uh, Now tell us what you do. Uh, well, let's be honest. You know, most people have an abusive relationship with movies and forget to connect spiritually with what that movie has to offer. I can tap into the deeper meaning of a film and discover what it really means. <laughs> for example, all of this week's films have a Thanksgiving message. Really?
3: Because really? Yeah, we just describe the plot. It wasn't, wasn't though, right? obvious to me. Yeah. All right, well, I would, oh, I would like oh, to yes. hear what the theme is for Frozen.
1: Oh well. Fr- oh, yes, yes. I'm communicating with Frozen,
0: and I, I want to tell you. <laughs> You're communicating with the movie. Well, I am a
1: movie whisperer. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm sensing something from Frozen right now. I'm, I'm getting a. Okay, Frozen. This is a classic tale of over the river and through the woods, which I think we all know. Yeah. It's it's how we all make a journey to thankfulness. And whether that journey is within our own hearts or literally across hundreds of miles of terra firma, we can we always seem to end up at the house of some frigid bitch you can't let go of oh, the fact that some people just aren't college material. Okay, mom, okay, thank yeah, you. I'm mad, I'm mad.
2: Oh, oh. Oh. I mean, movie whisperer. <laughs> yes, movie whisperer, Please, <laughs> yes, please, Lionel.
0: Lionel, it's all right. Happy Thanksgiving,
2: Paul. I think that's the point. I don't know.
0: Apparently, Lionel's not going home for Thanksgiving. Uh, Lionel, we'll yeah. have Lionel
2: back here and okay. look at the other films. You see know what I like they... about Lionel, the movie whisperer. I would though. like no, to know. I don't know. Unlike uh, Caesar Milan, he doesn't kick the movie in the dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true.
0: Unlike the dogs,
2: the dog whisperer. That's all he does is kick him in the <laughs> dick. <dog. laughs> I can get a dog to do almost anything if I kick <laughs> it in the dick.
0: You watch that show far too closely.
2: Twice. Friend. Oh, my God. I would like to know...
0: Oh, right, you're
1: having trouble with your dog? Let's check its dick. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Problem solved. All right. Uh, all right. Well, I'd like to know the positive messages found in our next film. A profanity-laced story of redneck white trash and oh, Jason boy. Statham. I wonder if
1: Lionel will have something to say about it's, that. It's
3: Hope called so. Homefront. <laughs> Adam, let's viewing. talk about... Oh, Adam's back. You're oh,
0: right. Lionel. Oh, good. Lionel's weird.
1: Should I put a hat on for the YouTube viewers? So <laughs> Lionel has arrived. <laughs> The actor, who is his own genre, is back as Jason Statham plays a DEA agent, which I can buy into, named Phil, which I cannot. (laughs) One thing Statham is not is a Phil. So Frank, I'm going with Frank, moves to the Louisiana Bayou to escape his troubled past. For more details on that troubled past, please rent the Expendables, Parker, Safe, the Transporter, or Crank. Basically, everybody he meets wants to kick his ass, but nobody
3: can. So another locality takes another number at the Fight Statham Delhi counter of life. <laughs> when he moves to a town with an economy based on not taking kindly to
1: strangers. The meth-addled population decides they want to kick Jason Statham's ass because of his British accent, but only because they think it's French. <laughs> The
3: fireworks kick off with a bar fight between the locals and Frank. Sounds like another stereotype of rednecks until you realize it's actually the bar's Thursday promotion, Bar Fight Thursday, followed by Karaoke Friday and Bar Fight Karaoke on Saturday.
1: (laughs) I would go for that. And just when you thought this movie couldn't star James Franco, it stars James Franco (laughs) as a big bad villain determined to be a thorn in the British Hulk's paw. Unlike Statham's character, Franco's couldn't be more appropriately named, as they call him Gator. <laughs> <laughs> Who
0: was that guy?
1: That did that? Jerry. Jerry Reed. Jerry
3: Reed. Jerry Reed. Wow. I thought Franco's career was going better than this. Or maybe this is just another extension of his eclectic choices, like Spring Breakers, General Hospital, or his art career. Or maybe Breaking Bad has made playing a meth dealer the new Scarface. Or maybe the best way to make sure you don't show up in another Jason Statham movie is to try to beat him up in your first Jason Statham movie.
1: I think we can agree that Jason Statham ranks among the, amongst the top five actors usually around things which explode. In this movie, it's got to be a meth lab. Or... Winona
3: Ryder. That's right. The film also stars Winona Ryder. I thought Winona Ryder's career wasn't going well enough for this. (laughs) (laughs) And with that joke, I finally admit that I have no chance with Winona Ryder.
1: Well, I hear she steals this movie. That, you'll just never live that down. Oh
0: my god. (laughs) The film
1: also stars Kate Bosworth, who goes white trash like a champ. Now, personally, I got my first boners in a mall on the wrong side of Dayton, Ohio, so this works for me. (laughs) This film is written by Sylvester Stallone. Who are you? Based on the novel by Chuck Logan, which means Stallone read a book.
3: There's a whole cast of characters <laughs> that sound like they've come straight from the final season of Hee Haw, and let's bring them out! <laughs> <laughs> Hee Haw! It's Hee Haw on the Homefront, starring, in alphabetical order, Cheryl Marie Mott, Morgan Gator
2: Bodine, Cassie Bodine Clum,
0: Jimmy Clum,
2: Teddy Clum, Cyrus Hanks, Danny T. Turrell,
0: and Tito! Yeah, I still screwed it up! <laughs> Damn that it! Tito do. in the movie? Tito! <laughs>
2: of the Jackson 5, right? Tito. Post- <laughs>
1: Tito. Is there really a guy named Tito in the movie?
0: <laughs> Earlier, before we started this, I said, how do you say his name? And uh, so Paul goes, oh, you T-Doo. say it. Tito. 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 Well, he spelled it out for me, and I'm like, I, I won't remember that. Tito sounds like he's Tito. Yeah. Um, why is it called Homefront? What's that all about?
1: It's it, not a very yeah.
0: Yeah, where's that going? Is that some all sort of all the other like...
2: words were taken?
0: It makes me think that <laughs> well, there's somebody that. who comes back from an, from being overseas, like doing. He might be. That might be. Well, Statham kicks up some an army uh, or something.
3: K- Statham's daughter gets in a fight with a kid at school, and that kid's parents are white trash. So they pick a fight with them. So they're and then they attack his house, and then they're you know they, I guess they attack the home. Yeah. It's a
2: Jason Statham movie. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. yeah, he kicks a bunch of ass. All yeah. right, well, there you go. That's nice. Mystery solved.
1: All right, let's see the movie. I Yeah, I love. I love that he's a thing. Isn't he getting that great? Well, do you get to count and on Jason Statham's a thing? Have two I to three I movies seen a year. him in
0: anything, Paul? I mean, it, it was like
1: back in the day. Like it's almost like you know Seagal movies or whatever, but with like a little more. Yeah, uh, but I knew
0: to avoid him somehow. I think I've accidentally you seen... you saw the Italian job. Probably. Yeah,
1: that's not really a Statham movie. That's no. Jason Statham in a movie. That's oh, true. Yeah. Right. Jason Statham movies are Parker and. The mechanic and uh,
0: yeah, I haven't uh, seen those, so I have managed to avoid So it. snatch
2: is Jason's
1: in a movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. His worst
2: is, is, is War with Jet Li,
0: which
1: should be his movies. best. I know. Yeah, I didn't see that. His best together? is Transporter.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That Transporter. If you if you only want to see one Transporter movie, which I believe Paul owns. Yes. Because they gave it to you for your birthday. <laughs> you know, because it, you needed to watch it. Yes. Uh, Yeah, show it to Karen. I can't wait. Oh, the girls are so well formed in that
3: movie.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, it's
3: that thing that Adam loves, where it's a guy who's got a set of rules he lives by, and and
1: those movies are just great. And you know, if if you know where your your bread is buttered, uh, as that movie does, the greatest moment in that, and then maybe this is all you need to watch, is Mm -hmm. when the guys mess with him. They blow up his car. You know, he's he's a transporter he drives. And he, he drives a package to them and then they pu- they supposedly put the money in his trunk but it like blows up his car. And there's just like this mean look of like Jason Statham of like you've just blown up my car. Like and then like the next and you cut right back to the mansion where he had dropped off and was supposedly done with these guys and they're all playing cards and the doorbell goes ding dong and the guy like goes and looks at the door and it's just that shot of like that sort of uh, um, fish eyed look of like through the keyhole or through the eye hole and it's just Jason Statham running up and kicking the door in and then just all hell breaks loose because they messed with the wrong guy and it's uh, there's some really good action in that movie. yeah
3: and and if you remember from last week I saw Homefront. Sadly, it's oh, you not, it. not transporter. Yeah, it's it's no. It looks like it's got a real thing. going Yeah, on. Stallone's really given a push to Statham. I think from the Expendables, he's a big fan and wants to yeah, write him. wants to huh? write him eighties movies to be in? Because That's basically what this is. <laughs> if you, yeah,
0: if you can't if you can't be in your own eighties movie, you write one for your friend.
4: Right
3: now, it's
0: Adam will like correct you me. me. He also is
1: from the writer of uh, <laughs> this poster doesn't say from the writer of uh, Staying Alive. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no, I want I want Adam to correct me because you'll remember better than I remember my own memory. Um... Oscar was written by Stallone.
1: Maybe was that? Oh, I can't. I couldn't tell. I you. don't know if that one was. He wrote all the Rockies and Jamie? several Rambos. But Oscar,
2: I remember being a really good movie and really well written and funny that was and good. cute. It's John and, Landis, right? Is it? I is it? So. But I thought Stallone wrote
1: Oscar. It might be. Well, no, wait. Oscar might have been a play before that. Oh, that's cheating. I don't know. Oh, then it's so like he just copied it. The problem with Oscar is that people just
0: it. people were
1: Stallone did not write. Were ready to <laughs> give uh, Stallone a uh, a shot at. Like uh, at comedy,
0: you were giving him a lot of credit for that. Like. Well,
1: at, uh, uh,
2: to echo what Adam said, yeah, he wrote uh, the first Rocky. If you go back and watch the that yeah. movie's insanely well written, yeah. and just the yeah. discourse and the dialogue between people, and the tone and the attitude of all that. There's a great moment where they're where they're walking across. He's walking that girl home after something like yeah. that. Just random girl in the neighborhood. And you can actually hear the camera running next to the microphone. Uh, it's because so I, personal so underproduced. <laughs> wow. and at the end of the at the end of the scene, he gets her home safely, they have this touching moment, and she just like sticks her tongue out and goes creep and runs away. And there's this great moment <laughs> that I thought, wow, that
1: how'd you figure that
2: out still it?
1: there's that great part the night before the fight when they have that uh, the, he and Adrian have that like really kind of personal moment mm-hmm. where it's like. I can't I, I just remember that seemed very very powerful I forget what they're talking about is that he, he might lose or I, I. anyway that just was It's an amount of touching that you've never seen in a Stallone since there are none of those moments in Homefront
0: <laughs> 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 not even the one where the camera's the, uh, running All but right. let's check
3: in with the movie Whisperer to find oh, out good. Oh, the Thanksgiving he are message
1: are you still here? well yes I am Lionel is that the Thanksgiving
3: you? message you inherent in Homefront <laughs>
1: The Thanksgiving message here is clearly of family togetherness, oh. reminding us that the thing we should be most thankful for is having friends and loved ones to share our lives with, and that the sanctity of family should be protected at all costs.
3: Well, that makes sense, I guess, but how do you explain James Franco as a drug dealer?
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Uh, the meth represents pumpkin pie.
3: All right, get the
2: hell oh. out of here, <laughs> <moving> whisperer guy. <laughs>
1: You know, I'm, I'm
0: starting
2: to believe less and less in Lionel's
1: interpretation.
0: I, uh, he, he, I think he talks to the movies, but I don't think they talk back. <laughs> I'm, All b- right, I'm back.
1: What did I miss? Oh, was he funny?
0: He was great.
1: <laughs> How was his delivery?
0: It was really good. It was solid. Very Extremely ethereal. different from yours. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it
1: just sounded like he had trouble getting into character at first, but anyway, I don't know if you guys perceived that.
3: Go ahead. <laughs> he That's brought later. it home.
0: He had a plane come over. It was crazy.
3: Our final film of the holiday weekend is a Spike Lee film. That's right. It's not listed as a Spike Lee joint. Mm-hmm. So what does oh. that mean? I have no
2: idea. Oh. Lee... That's right, next up is Spike Lee's Do the Weird Thing, as Lee looks to emulate Tarantino in the second remake of the month after Delivery Man, but the first film this month adapted from manga. But will Spike Lee bring the humor?
3: Yes, the answer to the age-old question of when would be a good time to release a remake of a decade-old Korean thriller is answered this Friday, when "Old Boy" (laughs) hits theaters. So that leaves just one day to
2: bitch about how they fucked up the remake, for those of you who haven't seen the original but love doing that. (laughs) Josh Brolin is appropriately cast as a great alcoholic and a terrible family man. (laughs) Unlike the real Josh Brolin, who will be facing up to three weeks of steam room at a Malibu rehab clinic, this one is buried in a prison for 20 years, held against his will in what looks to be a room at the Motel 6. I think we have a clip of a speech 20-year-old Josh Brolin receives when he's taken underground. We do.
4: Down here, it's our time, it's our time down here.
0: That's all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket. Amazing! I
2: never realized how dirty up Troy's bucket sounded. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) I want to ride up Troy's bucket. Well, it's all over.
1: Failed sequel names for Goonies. (laughs) (laughs) Up Troy's bucket, (laughs) especially from a little kid. Cindy Lauper
0: couldn't work that into the song. She's like, up Uh, Troy's bucket.
3: he experiences life while laying in bed and channel surfing. You know, like the rest of us. He also tries to figure out why someone would be imprisoned for 20 years who wasn't an apartheid activist in South Africa or a gun owner in the America that Hannity keeps describing.
2: <laughs> the film is directed by Spike Lee, the director of Inside Man and 25th Hour. Probably because the studio wouldn't take a call from the guy who made Bamboozled in She Hate Me to direct a popular action thriller.
3: Now, while many diehard fans will say that Josh Brolin is no Choi Min-sik, and Spike Lee is no Park Chan-wook, most others won't know what the hell I just said. But the film does feature Max
5: Casella. I didn't know he was gay. Did you know he was gay? Well, no, but I'm sure he's not the only guy in your film school who's gay. He's the only person in my room who's gay. (laughs)
3: <laughs> a very interesting clip because Max Casella there doing a scene with Neil Patrick.
2: Yeah, very yeah. prophetic. Yeah, doozy Howard. I wonder if Neil knew he was gay at that time. Who no, knows? <laughs> <laughs> when Josh Josh Brolin emerges after being missing for 20 years, like Don Johnson or Mickey Rourke, he seeks revenge, and the film looks like it sticks closely to the intensity of the original film, as exhibited by the trailer's inclusion of the original's most famous scene, where he disposes d- of dozens of men armed only with a hammer. It's a Thanksgiving symbolism no diehard Spike Lee fan is sure to miss. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. All right, there you go.
1: Wow. You know, uh, I'm, I'm excited about this one because I have seen some of the original and always meant to go back and watch it. And now I, I get to, uh, I think I get to experience this movie without... Knowing anything about, I mean, I feel really bad as a film fan. Like I should watch Chan Wook Park's film. Uh, I keep like, being
3: told I should. Yeah,
1: yeah, but but now, like, I don't need to until after this movie because now I'm like, if I watch it right now, then I'll go into this movie comparing every shot, everything for Chan Wook Park's, and I know Chan Wook Park's is probably, I mean, it's probably definitely superior, right? It's
0: well, do you have to read Chan-Wook that Park? movie? Huh? Do you have to read that movie?
1: Sometimes that gets, yes. an, sometimes yes. that gets you do in the way
0: of the action because you're busy reading.
3: Not during action. the hammer fight. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> the, the hammer fight
1: does not need to be sometimes. But
0: subtitled. I find sometimes I I'm so busy that reading, that. I don't look at the screen. Like I don't know. Do you guys ever find that? Maybe it's just I'm a slow reader, but I find no, that gets I've, in the way I've of trained enjoying myself, movies. i
3: I think, to, to check the, out a foreign film hmm. like that. All right. And you know, I thought of today, the best foreign... was talking to someone about this on the BTS show that... Foreign films. You have sometimes people don't give them a chance, but you should totally give foreign films a chance because if they if they're playing here, they're good.
4: Yeah, yeah. We oh, get we true. get
3: everything. Yeah, <laughs> in unlike, America, unlike you know? what
0: we do to them, where if it's playing over there, it's probably just shit, and we. Yeah. Just, if they get everything of ours.
1: It. We Ooh. only get the best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah, you're right. Except for a more. Right. That's a whole section. <laughs> that was a whole section of Blockbuster, straight to foreign. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's uh, turn one last time to the movie Whisperer. Oh, still around. I can't
1: oh, wait. Oh, oh, here he comes. i long to, uh, <laughs>
3: I long to know the Thanksgiving <laughs> message uh, that the one can fight. find in, in Old Boy. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> oh, thank you, Paul. <laughs> As mentioned, the plot revolves around a man trapped inside a room for 20 years. He's eventually released and then sets out to seek revenge on his captors. In this movie, the hidden Thanksgiving message revolves around the age-old dynamic of kids versus adults. Josh Brolin is trapped at the kids' table, stuck sipping Grandpa's wine from a plastic Snoopy cup until he one day gets a seat at the real dining table, only to find out that all the grown-ups do is sling veiled insults at one another, annoying him to the point where all he wants to do is kill everyone.
3: That definitely sounds like Thanksgiving yeah. in my house. Yeah. All right, the uh,
1: <laughs> movie Whisperer, oh, oh, Thank you, movie Great. guys. I'm I available sh- to whisper about other things. Yes, please, Adam, so Adam, Adam uh,
2: see the uh, Whisperer out, please.
0: Okay. Yes, I stand you.
2: corrected. Oh. He kicked that movie
3: <coughs> in the dick.
1: This way, Lionel.
0: This way. I think he does okay, kick that movie much. in the dick.
3: <laughs> All right, we're going to take a, a short break, uh, really Ooh. 10 seconds at the most, and return with our guest, Joe right.
0: Kramer. Yeah! Let's talk
1: soundtrack.
3: Stay tuned, we're going to talk movie music. Yeah! Is
5: this the Rambo?
3: And we are back with our special guest. Nice. He is a composer who wrote the scores for 70 shorts and features, including a documentary, An Unreasonable Man, and features Way of the Gun and Jack Reacher, not to mention an indie feature we're fans of right here on the uh, oh, yes. on the movie showcast with our friend of the show, Paul Osborne, a, uh, an indie called Favor. Please welcome Joe Kramer, everybody. Hey, Kramer. He's
2: sitting right next to me. Thanks, Mo.
3: Excellent. You're lucky. And that music <laughs> uh, that we just came out of the uh, break with was from Way of the Gun. Yes. Is yeah. that from
1: the end of *Way of the Gun*? Yeah, the, With end the little titles. showdown. Yeah, no, oh, it's oh, the actual end Yeah,
5: it's like a special piece just for the end credits. Oh, cool.
3: Yeah, and that was—it's uh, very—it sounded very Morricone, if I may say.
5: Yeah, well, it, the movie was kind of like a modern western. Yeah. You know, uh, Ryan and Benicio play Parker and Longbow. Their names are the real-life names of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, is oh, that right? That's right. right. So that's right. <clears throat> it was sort of a. It was sort of. <laughs> Sorry, I just moved it's, the microphone. You know, up. It's late here at the movie guys. <laughs> yeah. This is Venus Flytrap. We don't want <laughs> to miss a word. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't think we meant it that. I don't think Chris meant it that way when he wrote it. But I think once we started working on the movie, it really be- became apparent that it could work as sort of a western. And the music ended up, you know, in the liner notes of the CD, we talk about it that Chris had a bunch of rules for me. Mm. You could call them rules. When we started writing the score to that movie, he didn't want any guitar, he didn't want any orchestra, mm. and uh, there wasn't going to be a lot of music. And one by perfect one, job. yeah, well, <laughs> you know, and one by one, we broke down all those rules. Were there and, were
0: rules like you must come on time and wear pants?
5: Uh, I never wore pants. Your oh, job perfect. doesn't require pants. And
0: it doesn't require pants. Not, not wearing them not now. wearing
5: pants did have some impact on when I came.
0: <laughs> oh God! No pun intended.
3: Zing he, he fits right in with us Zing. Immediately I knew That he'd fit right You know right let me tell you something us. That uh, This film that We're talking about Way of the Gun If you haven't seen it It's uh, written yes. and directed By, by Chris, Chris McQuarrie, McQuarrie. That's the Chris we're referring to Yeah And it, it involves this uh, Wonderful uh, dialogue From the opening scene So uh-huh. gather the kids Around the uh, Oh yeah this is uh, Around the around The introduction the, uh, to the world fuck.
0: <laughs> Just in time for hey, Thanksgiving Get your slippery Fucking ass off the car <laughs> Listen Oh,
1: that's Sarah. Yep, the introduction of Sarah Silverman. Shut that
0: cunt's mouth (laughs) or (laughs) I'll come over there and fuck start her head.
1: That's a great line. Fuck cunt. Fuck suck. Hey, fuck. Yeah,
5: what is it? My boyfriend's going to fuck you up. He's That's gonna awesome. fuck
1: you seriously. She's got He's a big not even mouth.
5: gay, but he'll fuck you just because he I, can.
0: Did she improvise he that like or was that scripted? Like to fuck boys. Like
1: to fuck boys. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, Ron she's Pennell got a big baby mouth. Head fuck. <laughs> I like that guy goes seriously. She's got a big mouth, but she's not kidding. I'll fuck you. Up. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck stupid. I'm gonna fuck you stupid and beat you silly. Something yeah, like that. Fucks, yeah. So you want to do the man dance? First and dance is
5: yours. <laughs> punches yeah. Sarah, guy. and then he punches Sarah in the jaw. Nice. Yeah, right in the nose. That she is tough right.
1: guy dialogue. Nose. Yeah, the first punch is one of them punching Sarah Silverman. <laughs> that's yeah. one. Of, that's
3: one of Chris McCory's signatures things. It's a tough guy dialogue.
1: Yeah, right? he's great at that. Yeah. yeah. Right? Sure. Well, uh, you've yeah. you you've worked twice. <laughs> you I, worked I, twice with him. You, do you know uh, Chris McQuarrie? Uh, like, as I've a, known
5: Chris since 1987. Um, I've actually met Brian first. In eighty six or so. Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Okay. His collaborator on usual suspects. Yep. And earlier on public access. Yes. And um I knew I met Brian when he was a student at I guess I met him, he was well anyway, my friend Scott Storm, who I met Brian through, he's also a filmmaker. He made Ten mm-hmm. Tell Noon, which yeah. uh With Paul. Paul wrote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scott and Brian went to SVA together in New York, School of Visual Arts in New York. And it's through Scott that I met Brian and through Brian that I met Chris. And so actually, B- Brian and I are actors in a movie that Scott directed on Super 8 in 1987, which I just recently uh, Is that your IMDb converted.
3: credit? I noticed you had two IMDb credits for acting, I
5: think. <laughs> no, no, they're not on there. Not, they weren't really oh, were like, that movies. wasn't on there. No, okay. I mean, uh, in my old life, I uh, <laughs> yeah. produced a bunch of movies for a writer-director, and she would cast me in them. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I was in, like, Shy Girl and Monday and her third film, American Decaf. And then David Hayter cast me in his short film. Because cause I used to do a lot more acting. Oh, okay. And uh, I don't do it so much anymore because it's so dependent on... Pants, physical pants, oh, pants, and physicality. <laughs> well, you know, you might get more
0: work without your pants on. <laughs> I know.
5: Well, <laughs> but it's, that's a whole different yeah, genre like. <laughs> of movies. That, uh, All right. The but uh, well, get, this is the you valley. Might get less. I know. Just saying yeah. and so, we are in a garage.
0: Exactly. I do have a very
4: <laughs> elementary
2: question. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, go ahead, sir. As a composer, how much of that music are you in charge of? Because so much, so much of the uh, movies today are using, you know, popular music. At least if you stay for the credits, you'll hear right. Seal's version yeah. of whatever. Well,
5: it depends on the movie.
2: So, how much writing, how much composing, how much origination are you actually doing? And, and is it also your job to find music and bring stuff into into um, that mix? Or is it all original?
5: You know, it, there's no hard and fast rule. I
2: mean, what's it mean to be a composer? That's Well, to a be movie. a
5: composer is to compose for movies. original music. Well, a film composer composes original music for movies. A film composer by by technical definition is not necessarily responsible for picking songs to go in a movie. Okay. So if you were scoring, let's say, I don't know, um, a Cameron Crowe movie and you were writing original score for it, but then Cameron Crowe wanted to use Elton John songs mm-hmm. for the sing along on the tour bus. Yeah. You would not obviously not be responsible for that. Or, you know, let's say,
2: and those aren't your choices. Those are the director's choices.
5: Right now okay. I'm working on a film with uh, Ken Koken who produced way of the gun. He, this is his directorial debut And the movie, uh, a large portion of it, takes place in a a New York loft above a club. And the music from the club is coming Mm. up through the floor. So I'm actually going to design, write, and compose all the club music, I think. Because we wanted to sort of act like score on a subliminal level, yeah. but still wow. sound like music from a club. So in that case, I'll do that. And gonna, also because of budget, you know, they don't want to pay for stuff. Like, are you
0: going to get to do that thing where it slows down? What is that stupid thing? The dubstep? Dubstep. You're going to put some dubstep in there?
2: Uh, sure. I don't know. <laughs> um, if you guys want real, <laughs> I don't know much about <laughs> dubstep but uh if you're you looking know. for a really good um version of music coming through the floor move into the building i just moved in <laughs> oh, okay. you, you guys should, should <laughs> right. film there because my neighbor i can hear his music through the <laughs> floor all the, the time floor. yeah
1: awesome now are you are you a fan of composers as well? well
5: sure i mean well i mean i follow composers yeah I have a professional interest in it who's your... and i got into it because i loved
2: you who's know, your nemesis your arch enemy my, my arch
1: enemy <laughs> composer <laughs> enemy <laughs>
2: Who's well,
5: taking
1: your style and <laughs> appropriating it? I thought you were going to say who's
3: his favorite, but we've asked <laughs> we the more challenging question, to-
1: which <laughs> I <I'd> like. <laughs> who's your enemy? As, as
5: simply as a reporter of facts, yeah. I will say that uh, the score to A Beautiful Mind was tempted with the way of the gun. The <gasps> oh film, wow! Really? And the deleted scenes to A Beautiful Mind have the music in the deleted scenes was so similar to the finished score that. Nobody could tell the difference, and they accidentally left my music in the deleted scenes oh. on the DVD of oh. *Beautiful Mind*. Huh. And if you were to take the deleted scenes and insert them back into the movie, it would flow from the score of the film into my my cues as temp without missing a beat, probably. Oh, wow.
3: Joe and, Kramer, and, Best Picture Composer. Composer, well, <laughs> right here.
5: And the score that's best, uh, the score of *Beautiful Mind* was nominated for Best Score. Mm. So how does wow. that happen? Way the way
0: how do you... I'm not
5: bitter at all No
0: How do you not get your attorney on that somehow?
5: <laughs> oh well What do I want to do? I want to exactly. s- I mean I want to yeah, sue Ron to Howard That'd be great true. I would get a little bit of money And, and then, then I'd never it. work And, with never that's that's and the <laughs> exactly. truth is You know what I really want? I want to work with Ron Howard Exactly I mean, And he was, obviously likes your You're flattered right? I mean yeah. it was cool yeah. To see On the DVD You know Russell Crowe acting You know And my music's playing It was really surreal You know That's cool And You know, I'm not complaining and I'm not bitter. It's, I, you know, one way to look at it is is I've joined a very very long list of people that James Horner's ripped off, like (laughs) (laughs) Kachitarian and Copeland and James, uh, John Williams. He only steals from the best. The best, yeah. So, that's good. That's good. And by the way, I mean, every composer is is put upon to copy the temp this isn't something yeah. you know That's i don't true. really mean to disparage That's horner true. or his work i'm just of course yeah. that was yeah. some of that
1: discussion in the coen brothers thing that was just posted yeah. there's a 90 minute uh, uh discussion between the coen brothers and uh carter burwell carter burwell and alec baldwin
5: and a psychol like a music psychologist a psychologist who's studying music's impact on the brain like pretty cool yeah. i
1: only watched wow. the beginning of it where they're pissing <laughs> on alex north but
5: uh <laughs> yeah they're a little harsh on alex north they, they, really, they didn't really are deserve it
1: so who's your favorite
3: then
5: John Williams, yeah. yeah. Have you seen him at the Hollywood I mean, Bowl? Oh yeah, many oh times. Oh my god!
3: Yeah, and you got to bring your that?
0: lightsaber and yeah. you bring it out. Yeah, You Done have that.
3: To. That's you know. the greatest. I mean, no one. It's, is there anybody doing it like him? The guy I think who comes closest is the guy whose name is escaping me um, now. Michael. He won the Oscar for Up. Oh, G- G- Giaquino. Giaquino. I think yeah. he comes the closest to a current Williams. Type of uh, composer with those big,
1: big hummable melodies. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he gets involved yeah, like in these projects themes. that involve like huge one. themes.
3: Yeah, like uh, Star Trek. Yeah.
5: Wow, you can do it! Yeah.
3: I'm impressed. That's Good why theme. I think he's awesome. he's kind of close. Yeah. You know. Uh, and
1: a lot of I just a, a cool lot riff of... on the show yeah. theme in a way. Yeah. I, that's one that's what I really like about that theme, is it's a kind of a riff a little bit on the T V show theme, but it's just there like a little. Anyway, go ahead.
5: Well I was gonna say like Sylvestri to me, I mean he's more of the school of Williams, which is like you can yes, sit down with yeah. a pencil and a piece of paper and write a score. Right. You know what I mean? Now Avengers, I, right? Did
3: he Avengers, do
5: Avengers, yeah. but I mean like you know, Castaway, all the old uh, yeah Back to, to the, the Future. future. Yeah. All those um, are the greatest. You know, Silvestri, like he's, you know, Elfman, you know, Black Beauty, you know, mm-hmm. these are Tom Newman, Little Women. These are guys that can sit down, yeah, and write a score. You right. know what I mean? I now, don't, how do you I it? don't see that very much in the in the current in the new generation. It's very much more based now. I, at the risk of being hypocritical, I also work at a computer. Mm -hmm. but if i had to i could do fixes and rewrites and arrangements and orchestrations in a hotel room with you know if i had like a little casio or like a little toy piano just so i can
1: but that changes how you can write so i mean that is the difference is you don't have to sit down with a piece of paper well the
5: thing is there yeah i mean this gets maybe boringly technical but when you're writing for a synthesizer when you're writing for a score that is never going to be played by a live orchestra but is instead going to be performed by sampled instruments Mm -hmm. your writing has to you have to you have to adjust your writing to fit what the samples are capable of doing. Mm. So you watch the first three minutes of, you know, revenge of the Sith and the, what the brass are doing, the trumpets, they're doing these, you know, there's, you can't do that on a synthesizer convincingly. Mm. It sounds like eighties doctor who, you know what I mean? (laughs) And it just doesn't work. So you, you can't write brassy music like that. You can write sort of strong horn themes and,
2: uh, you know, yeah, blonds, you, know. Yes. you can
5: write the bong the mm-hmm. blam, blam you know but uh, and percussive sounds tend to work well because it's a keyboard ding 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 right. you know it's percussive but you know uh, to get a violin you know
0: strings always sound weird whenever they're right being well because you know
5: if you have a violin let's say you have a violin section here and you you give them the note mm-hmm. dun, and then you go like this done they do it And if you want to get that to happen with a synthesizer, it takes about eight hours of like sitting there and drawing little volume curves. Mm. And it's just you can't. Maybe if you can do the mod wheel on your keyboard, if the sample is recorded and assembled correctly. But these are all things that it just takes forever to try to do on a synthesizer that come for free with an orchestra.
0: When you uh, obviously on on Jack Mm. Reacher, you had an orchestra, right? Mm. Yeah. And um, did you have an orchestra when you worked with Paul? Did you no. have to do that in synths?
5: That was all synth. Okay. But yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, but you'd have to, because the budget is insane right. when you have to... If you Paul Osborne, all I love musicians. him, but he's
3: not renting out the Eastwood well,
1: scoring. No, <laughs>
0: yeah. but I still yeah. really For, thought favor. that... Well, and there are the there. Well, But you, are you can do
1: sessions with three musicians and stuff, too.
5: Yeah, I've never been... You know, and I know there are composers that do that. Um, it's never been my thing very much to get, like, one violinist to come in and, like, overdub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a hard maybe it's a I would do it if like if a director insisted on it I would absolutely do it Mm -hmm. you know I did a movie called All Souls Day that there was a character in it who had to play a violin so I had a real violinist come in and do that Mm. but that was more like a sound effect almost you Mm -hmm. know what I mean to me if you're gonna unless you're gonna make the whole score just be those instruments if you're gonna try to mix those instruments in with fake orchestra it almost never works convincingly in right because then
0: it makes it more clear that the other one is fake because the real instrument it just has such a better, better quality
5: Yeah. Well, and also the recording quality is different, Mm -hmm. and the performance is different, and the the way that a live musician, especially on a string, stays in tune, their intonation, is different than the way the samples play, you know? Because every time you play A, sorry, on a synthesizer, it's going to be the same A, but every time you have your orchestra, your string sections, play an A, there's no frets on a violin, Mm -hmm. so it's a feeling that they all have, this is A, same with trombones, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And... The beauty of it is is that they're all just slightly out of tune, which creates this warm, sort of chorusy effect mm-hmm. that you you know
0: you won't get with it. yeah and people. if you have
5: one violinist you're not going to get that they're just going to sound a uh, I mean uh, r- I mean and again it depends on the player too yeah, no, you they you could have, just sound it's out a of Perlman, tune it'll be fantastic yeah. but you know
2: well, well if any... you need a violinist to play out of tune I'm I'm yeah,
3: available
5: yeah, <laughs> okay, fantastic
2: <laughs> I can do that how boy, many
3: times yeah. have you had the full orchestra and, and been like oh this is uh, well Reacher the was
5: the ultimate so far yeah. I mean, he does a 90 piece orchestra that's oh, a very wow. true statement and you got to conduct right Sony scoring stage I conduct all my own scores whenever I can uh huh you know that's cool and then um. Uh Way of the Gun was a smaller orchestra in Seattle, mm-hmm. which I conducted that. And we double-tracked some of the stuff to get a larger sound. Uh, I did a score for a sequel to The Hitcher, straight to video, The oh, Hitcher sweet. 2. <laughs> and that was in Seattle. And um, that I used, like, a huge string section and horns. And then everything else I used synths to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, reinforce it. When I had the whole string section, it it worked a little bit better. You know what I mean? So then the flute or percussion... I could make them – and I also went to Media Ventures to mix it, so I had all the – they did a good job at making it all sound coherent. What, what, oh, go ahead. And then I did one more score for a TV movie of The Poseidon Adventure, which was live oh, orchestra. Fine. And that was – I didn't get to conduct that because what we did was we used, like, a uh, the internet, and they were performing in Slovakia. And I was at Chris Leonard's studio in Santa Monica watching on, like, iChat. Right. And, you know, we PDFed in with the like music highest yeah. to in line And then yeah. They, yeah. they recorded it and then oh, they, wow. they we they sent us a hard drive with like high res audio files on it. Huh. And then we mixed that in.
3: That's the craziest yeah. thing. Like I hear that's they did cool. the Oscars like that last year, right? Where sort the, of they were the, all at Capitol. They were in Capitol Records yeah. and the whole thing's taking place at Kodak, now yeah. the Dolby. Yep. And they're just following along, but it's mm-hmm. live and they got it got to sync up. And yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah, but it's high tech shit. Yeah.
1: We now now question about how uh Chris McCory's uh, needs for the score of how you work with him for mm-hmm. Jack Reacher. There's a, in the main theme, right? I don't know, Paul, I don't know if you have the, the, do you have any of the music from Jack Reacher? I do. The main we theme all, has this. Actually, we
0: all have the music now from Jack Reacher. Yes, yes. No, it's because wonderful. We're going to walk away with We were lucky enough that we walked away with a gift under our seats. One, of you, has,
5: one of you has a secret bonus I... blank one. <laughs> oh,
0: I think that might be me. And check under
3: your seats at home. Because...
5: <laughs> but there's a. What you got? Oh, that's my "Me there? and My Girl" oh, rehearsal a, track well, I've been that's doing. <laughs> that's for my audition next title. week. That was Tom, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> back behind the horns.
1: He's got much higher
0: voice than we remember. But there is
1: a, yeah, there is this horn theme, right? Here it is. Here it comes. Yeah. Now that is very heroic sounding, but like a, but not in full flourish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if you if you sort of take that. Element, and you 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 put fifty of those, you could do like a giant Superman superhero sort of thing. But so how do you, how do you arrive at the little sort of sparse well, all right, well, I heroism get... of this?
0: Uh, let, let let that play. Yeah, it play. matter Something what you I'll
5: say,
1: say over this.
3: It's what you're saying sounds like the most
5: awesome thing ever. I hereby <laughs> pledge no new taxes. <laughs>
0: you could say, um,
1: yeah, this is really cool. You could tell
0: it like, I need to get milk and bread. <laughs> And some eggs
1: for the United States of America. <laughs>
0: Hi, <laughs> and the orchestra whisperer. <laughs>
1: Gary, Lionel's brother.
0: Hi.
5: Hi. So this music here, coming in right here. Yes. This was the very first thing I showed Chris ever on my synthesizer. I showed him in a mock-up of this, and he liked it. And that bum. Yeah, bum, I like that. Bum. Oh. Mm-hmm. He latched onto those two notes, and he thought, "That's, I mean, that's your score, and that's what he wanted me to pull from." So then, when it goes into that dun 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 dun, it has a personality. It seriously does. That's nice. Chris fell in love with that. And if you go back to the beginning, the horns are actually playing over two chords that are based on that bum bum
0: bum. Da, na, na. And <laughs> that goes right back to your John Williams, because that reminds of well, like well, the, the horn,
5: Darth Vader stuff. Well, the horn though is based on Taps actually, because oh, Jack great. Reacher is ex-military. Great. Boom. So it's like a horn. It's like a military. It's you know, it's a horn is a, sort of a more mellow version of a trumpet, mm-hmm. and it sort of had like a sound like you know, like the past a little bit, you hmm. know, and the actual piece that plays over the um, you know studio logos which is that horn bit at the beginning. Yeah. That music was actually written for inside the movie, and we were trying to, uh, during a spot where Reacher is explaining kind of his outlook on life and why he's the way he is and sort of the downfall of America and how vets were treated when they got home from the Gulf War, blah, blah, you know, things like that, and... As Chris and I were working on the movie, we had an entirely different opening that was much darker and much more sort of spooky and creepy because we're like, we're about to watch a guy drive into Pittsburgh and shoot five people. And then Tom actually saw that version, Tom and Don Granger, the producer, and they were concerned. They liked it, but they were concerned that maybe we were putting the audience in too dark a place right off the bat.
3: Now Tom is one of those stars who could make that kind of input as a star, but was he right. also
5: a producer on this? Because uh, I know he has. Well, yeah, I'm talking topic. about Tom Hanks. No, it was Tom. Hey, Hanks. Hanks. hey. <laughs> yeah, know he was. He was a producer. Tom on this Tom Hanks film. came in. Yeah. Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> just so you know, I was next I door. <laughs> little dark, little dark, everybody. <laughs> a little dark. Uh, I'm to
0: go. I um, was <laughs> just hanging out.
3: Yeah, Broca. What are you doing here? I think <laughs> the music. <laughs> Tom
5: was actually, I think, shooting Oblivion, and so Chris would film stuff with his iPhone and then send it to Tom. And then Tom, or I would make a quick time, or I would send music to the editing room, and they'd make a quick time, send it to Tom, and then Tom would give us his notes.
3: Is Ennio Morricone's head just exploding when he hears about this workflow? (laughs) Because once upon a time he just like I make the music and I give to I mean like iPhones. Well, like John Williams, John Williams
5: too. It's a pencil and paper. He doesn't Mm -hmm. own a computer. When you call John Williams, he answers the phone. You know, it's not like.
0: Note to self, call know. John. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just saying, like, he's, you know,
5: it's uh, the only other guy I know that's like that is Bill Murray.
0: Who, oh, note you know? to self, call Bill uh, Murray. Apparently, I think you already
5: have that note. He doesn't have an agent. He I doesn't think I do. have. Yeah,
0: Bill he has Brian. a special 1 800 number, which I have not figured out how to get. Now, his brother was here last week, though I behaved and didn't ask for it. Who, Brian? <laughs> Joel. 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 How crazy is that? Who he does did. a
1: great Brian. <laughs> he does a great Brian. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
0: But yes, the idea of, of really paring down, yeah, they, they don't have all those yeah. people in between. But I heard on Dave yes. podcast
1: that Joel can't get a hold of Bill either. I believe it. <laughs> I, I believe it. <laughs> you know how family is. Yeah. That's so you were saying Tom true. Cruise comes in.
5: Oh, Oh, so he he came in. He loved Tom Cruise. So so he gave
2: us, you know. We lost focus here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
5: Back Back to Tom Tom Cruise. Cruise. His feeling was, you know. Well, and I'll tell you a really nice story about Tom. His feeling.
2: Every story's nice. uh,
5: When, um. (laughs) uh, Obviously, I'd done uh, "Way the Gun with Chris. Mm -hmm. You know, but that had been in the year 2000. In the year 2000. (laughs) And we weren't sure. (laughs) uh, You know, it'd been 12 years, and this is a. Much bigger movie than *Way of the Gun*, and there was some question about, you know, how to broach bringing me to the table. And in fact, before I was brought to the table, Tom actually personally called John Williams and oh. to see if he would do the score to the movie. Oh wow, and, he's got that number. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, he's got it. He and, I bet he uh, can call Bill Murray. Hey, too. Uh, well, John- you
5: remember *Born on the Fourth of July*? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and *Far and Away*. Uh, could you could you score Jack Reacher? That's a, that's- and, um,
1: that's so strange because John Williams, aside from a couple Oliver Stone films, hasn't done anything without George Lucas or Spielberg being involved, really, for...
5: Well, he did just he... did the book, th- book Thief. Did he do it, really? He did Seven Years in Tibet. Oh. He did Rosewood for Singleton. He did... Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, what was <laughs> the other one? But Memoirs of a Geisha for Rob Marshall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, it's mostly Spielberg now. I think most people just assume he's not available. Now, in the case yeah. of Creature, <laughs> he was like, well, I'm, I'm it's very gracious of you to call but I'm, I'm doing lincoln right now for steven spielberg and i'm unavailable and so um he couldn't do it so that was when interesting so in fact it was funny you know uh i had an opportunity to meet him at a an awards ceremony at bmi for and uh, they, it was a music awards for bmi and i think it's based on box office but reacher therefore qualified mm-hmm. and so i took the award up to williams later and was like hey you know if, if you had said yes i never would have won this award and we got a great picture out of it so it was a nice moment so uh when we had done that opening piece the demo of that when tom heard that um you know i got i had been hired by that point but tom still hadn't heard a lot of what i'd done mm-hmm. um chris you know so the, we were going through the whole political process of bringing me to the studio but also making sure that i was sort of protected and i wasn't like chris's friend with an ipad that was going to score the movie <laughs> in GarageBand, you know what i mean yeah. and so i was brought brought in and we made all the introductions and then uh started turning material over and getting people's feedback on it and um when tom heard the demo for that opening music he uh I don't know this for a fact, but I suspect that he was instrumental in making sure that we had the orchestra that we needed Uh, and the uh, time we needed to record it the way we wanted to. One thing we did on this that they don't do anymore is we recorded the whole orchestra at once in the room together. Huh. Now, like, there's the the other way of doing things, which kind of started from, like, Zimmer, Hans Zimmer, and the the way of doing things like records is you record all the strings on Monday and all Mm. the brass on Tuesday Mm. and all the percussion on Wednesday, and that way, when you get to the film, to the dub, where you're mixing against the dialogue of the sound effects you can control the individual elements you could take the brass totally out Mm -hmm. and there's a safety net there but the trade-off is that the players don't like it remember i was talking about playing in tune yeah it's very hard for them to play in tune to each other when they can't hear each other Hmm. you know what i mean and or when they're listening trying to listen to the horns through their headphones because they're used to playing as a group in a big
0: room and there's also a natural um, ebb and flow that is instinctual when you get yeah, a bunch you're of following musicians the conductor, together you know now yeah. i used
5: to i use a click track mm-hmm. you know i you know um, so there's still th- everything more or less lines up okay. but even so when you're doing what they call uh, i guess some people call that striping where you do it section by section mm-hmm. it's uh, it can be it doesn't always feel together you know what i mean and so it was pretty rare and the musicians were great. They were so excited to be able to, I was really lucky. They were very excited to be able to play together as a group. You were talking about the process with Chris and you were talking about songs. Like this movie had a few songs in it. Cause there were scenes in bars. I yeah. didn't deal with that at all. Chris dealt with that with the, Music people music at Paramount, music supervisor, yeah. music uh, the president of music at because they have to go through the licensing Randy and all that sort of stuff. Have to, they have a budget that they have to stick to, and songs that are or yeah. aren't available. You know, mm-hmm. you know if you know if Chris wants to put you know the Beatles in there, they're gonna, yeah. it's going to cost a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> so what Chris did on this movie, what Chris did on this movie, <laughs> he turned over the whole film to me, a couple of reels at a time, and in fact, he he gave me the he gave me a link to the film. That was streaming, and there was no way for me to sync up the streaming version to my computer. This was in the very beginning right. when I was demoing stuff. Oh, because streaming
1: it speed varies, right? Well, no, is it's because it there's is?
5: no, you can't, like, you can't, it's not a quick time that's sitting on your hard drive. Right. It's right, a stream, right. and you yeah. pause it, you try to back up, you can't go it's frame it. by frame. Can't do it. So I actually filmed it off my iMac screen with my iPhone. And then put that into Pro Tools, and I was able to do the frame by frame with that. So that was I was bootlegging the movie to, you had to bootleg <laughs> it to work and, on it. I know, and I was so paranoid. I that, would be. So I literally unplugged my computer from the internet <laughs> after I because right. you know, I just did not want any risk of it getting out. And of course, I wouldn't have done that uh, if you know. And then once I got hired, they were giving me the movie, and right. um, I just went through on my own and did what I thought was right. And I came in where I thought I should come in, and I hung out where I thought I should come out. And if there was a question, I just did it. I went ahead and did something for it, so Chris could see. Yeah, this could use something, or no, I'm right. This doesn't need something. You I have a question I mean?
3: about that because I love I love the score, mm-hmm. and but I love the choice to pull it out of the car chase. Right, well, your choice. Uh, or were you, to, well, were you like, oh, I
5: got a big exciting thing? To no, do. no, no, no. But there's a. If you haven't seen, I mean, the it was. Film, I was aware of it from the beginning. No music. There. Oh, okay. Mm. We're we're big fans of Jack yeah. Reacher and the car right. chase
3: in the middle of that. It's a six minute thing that is spectacular, and it relies solely on the okay. crunching, grinding sounds of the cars right. and the gr- and the road and and, and Tom and did everything. all his own driving. Yeah, and so, of course he did. Uh, yeah. of, Duh. Well, of course. So from the top, they said, uh, "Let's just keep this. Yeah, score I mean, out of that.
5: I did write a little uh, piece of music. Well, because I'm, you know, look, I'm." I'm very into the 70s. I'm very into the early 80s and you know. Oh, in... so it
3: could have gone. No, 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 no.
5: but like in <laughs> like, No, but like in Bullet and Re- Return of the right? Jedi when the speeder bike chase starts, there's a build up and then it's gone. Yeah. There's no score.
1: Or Bullet, there's no score in that, is yeah.
5: there? Uh there might not be. I don't think there's any score in the car chase French under Connection. the train French in French Connection. Yeah. Um mm. uh, uh uh All the President's Men which this movie reminded me a lot of. Uh that was a movie that uh, has it's mostly a, no score. There's almost fact. no score in the movie at all. Yeah. You know?
1: Which is really funny. There's uh, the guy who scored that. Same one. David guy, Shire. Who did The Conversation, right? Yep. And Clute, and,
5: Clute and uh, did he he may have done Clute, and I know Kula directed Clute, I know, and yeah. then he also did the Taking of Pelham 1-2-3, the original, oh, which is a fantastic. That is school. my one of David Shire is like one of my touchstones. <laughs> I love him, and in fact, there's parts of the end title suite that sounds so much like All the President's Men that I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> but it's true, you know That's, an That's crazy.
1: Well, nobody's really riffing on David Shire as well so, as they should be.
5: You know, I've been told that you know Tom likes to come to the recording session, and if you know if he's really into it, he might get up and connect conduct you know just for fun so i was looking forward to that but unfortunately sort of (laughs) his personal life interrupted and so he wasn't able to come to the recording session but chris was facetiming him from the recording session and then every once in a while he'd walk out to the podium and show me like a text from tom about the score and how happy he was with it which was really gratifying and my hair just kept shrinking (laughs) (laughs) you know and then probably the most surreal experience i've had with him I didn't actually, I met him once on Valkyrie, because oh, okay. Chris wrote Valkyrie, and so I went to a screening of that and I met him, but I didn't meet him then face-to-face during the process of the score, and then I met him at a, one of the last days of the mix, and it was one of those intense moments where he's just like, you know, thank you, man. Thank you so much. You know, it was very like eye to eye and very down. He
2: strikes me as an eye to eye kind he's of guy. Very personable <laughs>
5: hi, he's I'm very personal. Hi, I'm Tom. That's what he's going to say. I'm Tom. And yeah. then I, uh, yeah, hi, I'm Tom. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, hey, Joe Kramer. And he goes, oh, you heard Joe Kramer. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Thank oh, you. You know, it was very nice. I, <laughs> I was <totally> like, see <laughs> him doing that. Help me and then help um and then the most surreal moment was that i was in i worked on a tv show called femme fatales uh and they're always asking me to help <laughs> Jamie. she Jamie loves the tv this. she uh, okay. they help me uh, you know i help promote that show whenever i can and they you know so they'll bring me to comic con i do panels and stuff and i was signing uh dvds at a booth and i had to you know everybody's really there to see the actresses from the show because it's populated with tons of beautiful women and so you get all the convention people, they get the posters signed by all of them, and nobody really is like, what are you, composer? Okay. So I went, ran off to get everybody water, and in the time it took, well, you know, the time it took to get water, to get the water and head back, a huge crowd had formed between the con- the concession stand and the booth where i was signing and i couldn't get back and the security (laughs) would not let me around and i'm like what's going on and i look over and there's tom and chris McQuarrie. uh they just showed up to do a signing for all you need is kill edge of tomorrow oh and in the most surreal experience of my life i was like hey chris hey tom (laughs) and they look over at me and they're like get over here here." and it was like you know i realized i'm at the point now where it's actually easier to Go talk to Tom Cruise than it is to walk around the crowd that wants <laughs> in front of you,
2: which the crowd guards Tom was was waiting crazy. for and you.
5: And I got over is. there and
3: he's like, "You've won, life." Sir. <laughs> I,
0: I like that. You and, uh, get, don't you always love it when you can go to that same security guard that was telling you no and just be like, "Yeah, you know, I Tom I felt Curse. a little bad
5: because when I shouted, I think I like shouted right in his ear and he, was, he looked at me a little. Oh, bit. I would have been
1: like, <laughs> "Hey, Tom
0: Cruise, <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, friend of mine. <laughs> yeah,
5: friend of mine,
0: Tom Cruise." Are
1: you doing the score for All You Need Is Kill? No. no. Uh, <laughs> Who was doing I that? I think Chris Beck got the job. Oh, uh,
0: Great, Adam. You know, way to bring that up.
5: Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fingers but, are crossed for MI5. There you go. Yeah, that's I'm the sorry. other one I was going to ask.
1: By the way, I did want to play you my ringtone because you're a fan. There you go.
5: That's the taking of Pelham, one, two, three. Uh, oh, cool. nice. From that's the, a great uh,
1: score.
5: 12-tone jazz. I just taught a whole class about that score, actually, for uh, the uh, music class in Rio Hondo. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's great. You can totally. Sit. There was a jazz class, and that that uh, particular thing is based on twelve tone music, the dumb, which dumb, is dumb. well, uh, but it's more that stuff. That oh, <laughs>
1: isn't
5: that attractive? That's that great. Was so but I know to exactly
1: watch. what you're humming right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a. It's really like a good traffic jam. Score. I mean, he really
5: nailed the sound of like New York traffic jam. Mm. Though I mean, there's parts where the brass, the ba-na-na, ba-ba, ba-ba, ba-na-na, it sounds like hon- honking horns. It's great. Yeah. And now, then in the end credits, it breaks down to like a low jazzy groove. By well, the way. it's the '70s, right? Yeah, it's
1: awesome. I wanted, to, I wanted to, I mentioned this earlier when we first met, uh, because on the way here, I was kind of l- looking up things to maybe reference or ask you about or whatever, and I was a fan of Way, way of the Gun back in the day, because I had a personal uh, encounter with Christopher McQuarrie, which was super cool, in like, I think 1998. I got this little scholarship thing, like screenwriting thing, that was in Chicago, it was like a weekend oh, right. thing. <laughs> it was called Cine Story and yeah. you got to, you go to all these panels and stuff, and you sign up for whatever panels you wanted to do, and I actually signed up for all of McQuarrie's, and he would had like a cool behind-the-scenes thing where he showed all the, the uh, raw footage from the, the scene where they're all... The lineup? The lineup, and, then and the, somebody uh, farts, and that's yeah. why they're all laughing, yeah which you don't realize they're laughing because they give those weird give me the keys, you fucking cocksucker, all right. that shit. But part of their laughing is somebody farted, and they all are kind of cracking up on their own stuff. <laughs> um and so, so anyway, and you got to pick one screenwriter to pitch something to, and I actually, I picked, pitched Chris, and it was only supposed to be 20 minutes, but we sat around for like an hour shooting the shit. Did he have fr- some notes? Huh? I got some notes, <laughs> yeah. and then he pitched me a <laughs> superhero funny. story, which he, he was never he able notes. to do. Well, he's also a raconteur. He'll, it, it gives you, you know, story, to, you know. Yeah, just, no, I uh, just kidding. What, I what before, does
0: raconteur mean?
1: Storyteller. You know when you go oh. on tour and you rock? I,
0: that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm still with Abominable. Yeah, Abominable. All right, one more quick oh, question for you. Uh, yeah, my
1: point there was oh, yeah. that yes. uh, the, the, the other thing I thought of uh, on the way here was I, I used to listen to uh, commentary tracks on their own i would record them on tape and i had a job where i could just listen to stuff all night and one of my favorites was way of the gun because it's really informative and really get into a lot of details and stuff and it just occurred to me on the bus on the way here i was like i had one memory of the commentary track from that that there was this other guy doing the commentary track for him and i remember that that guy kept trying to pimp christopher mccrory into quoting jaws and and uh uh and, and, and as a movie quoter Paul yes you know we, we can sniff out our own and I could tell that there were jaws quotes being dropped that Macquarie was not picking up on oh. I was like I wonder who did that commentary track with him Joe Kramer yeah. <laughs>
5: was trying I to remember put, that about Jaws. I'll have to go back and listen there, to it.
1: You do, you do an absolute Richard Dreyfus. I cracked up because <laughs> I'm a movie quoter and you and it. But again, it's not one of the big lines. It's the line. So this is what happens. Right, right. And so and I hear that and I go, that's not funny. That's not funny. At all. He's, he's quoting Jaws, but Cory's not picking up on. It. Anyway, it was just that's as funny. a as a movie quoter yeah. I totally recognized that in the commentary track. And I was like, I wonder who that was. And sure enough, it was Joe Kramer.
5: Yeah. Well, that <laughs> Trying was, to pimp him with Jaws quotes. Well, also the thing that was fun <laughs> about that was that, because I, I knew all about the behind the scenes process. I knew about the evolution of the script and then shooting the movie. Yeah. So... I sort of acted almost as an MC and sort of asked him leading questions yeah, to, to yeah, try yeah. to get good stories out of him. Because yeah, you know totally. I mean? I've done a number of commentaries and they're fun but when you're by yourself they're really hard you feel like a moron. You know? Oh yeah, you need and someone to bounce off, I off I of. Told mm-hmm. the oboes to play C-flat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picked the oboes because they're the saddest of all the reeds. And this was a sad scene. Wait a minute, that's and, compelling. I'm really uh, compelled. The scene took place in France so I used French horns. <laughs> and, <laughs>
3: i'll ask this question we don't ask every guest oh, yes. about uh musical scores okay. but we do ask every guest this and if you would answer please what's your favorite movie of all time oh, yeah.
5: star wars there you mm. go. straight up <sighs> i have i don't know if you've have you seen pugo's pugo grande is it pugo grande no this guy mm-hmm. uh bought a, like a 16 million, 16 millimeter print off ebay and tele it onto dvd and it it's awesome. It's like a grindhouse version of Star Wars. Oh yeah! It's mo- it's the mono mix. It's an yeah. optical soundtrack. It's all scratched. It's like seeing it at the mall. That's uh, how to see out, it, it been, after it's been out for two two years. Yeah, you know that's I mean? how you still playing. it still a kid. And it's just yeah. awesome. And you Those look at it you're like this movie is forty five or however many years old it is now. Wow. You know what I mean? That's my favorite version. You know, the Blu ray is great. Where do you find but, that. You know, uh, you know, I found Comic Cons and like, stuff. N- well, I found it on like the news groups. I guess all binaries it's kind of an binary Star Wars <laughs> so used my music hey, uh, tough to find
3: that uh, I used <laughs> my original I my server man. to
5: download it in several RAR parts and then I RAR'd it together and then I made ISO files so I burned it <laughs> do you
0: have do you live with your mother still
5: uh, I, no I live with my wife no I met that guy <laughs> oh he, uh, he yeah he, he, he probably know, does he doesn't have a
1: mother
0: oh back to not Star anymore Wars. Anyway. it's called Pugo
1: Grande yeah. Pugo Grande but back to Star Wars yeah. you know Obviously we are many years past Star Wars and we've all gotten over it a little bit. It's it's obviously a popular thing, but if you put yourself in the right mindset to sit down and watch that from beginning to end, that film is so GD magical. It's the first out one? of control. Yeah. It's insane.
5: Oh, it's yeah. insanely magical. I can't I mean like I can't think of another movie like a western or, you know, like French Connection. I can't think of another movie that had a gunfight like that opening gunfight. Yeah. You know everybody talks about the ship Going over your head, which is an amazing shot. But then the, that gunfight and you and robots that are your main characters, and you're just yeah. dropped into you know, this world into, that's well, got shit Which is shit the great thing about on. Raiders, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just dropped into his the end of his previous adventure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is sort of the Lucas trademark. You know, right. yes, THX no, the same way. That and MacGuffins plop you in. Uh, uh, into a society. Used universe. Well, the idea that, like, these are, you know, the idea behind THX, which did sort of filter into Star Wars, is that this is a movie from another civilization that just washed up on the shore. Mm. And the movie has a shorthand that makes sense to the people who made it, but not to the audience. Like, because they were fascinated with, like, Kurosawa and Truffaut and, you know, the other uh, auteurs, and how their movies didn't bother to explain to outsiders the cultural... Yeah. Things they all took Same for granted, eyes. you know what I mean? Sort of if you try to play a jar, uh, JR uh jar peg JRPG uh, like in America, you know, like an import game on your Vita or your DS or whatever, and it's a Japanese game.
4: Oh, okay.
3: They
5: make no effort to translate <laughs> the, the weird idiosyncratic we think it's weird. You know what I mean? I'm sure when the when other cultures look at Stefan on Saturday Night Live they go, "I what is that? I don't right. understand this at all. <laughs> uh, you know yeah. I mean? But I it's I those things that. that they're like cultural touchstones in other cultures that aren't explained to us at all.
3: Uh, so let's play a little game here, uh, Joe. Joe, something I like to call Name That Tune Movie Scores Edition. Okay. <laughs>
0: I've right. never played this before. No,
3: this will be fun. This will be a be contest fun. between everybody here at the table. Right. I'm gonna just uh, play. A, I'm not gonna play just a selection of the score. I'm gonna play the whole score until somebody can tell me what the score is. All right. And now, based on the conversation I heard you guys were having before uh, we I even began, That's I know Superman. Say. This oh, is gonna go quick. I think you guys take are gonna nail all this. Take one, two, three. This. That'll be my. Uh, my so go ahead. In. You take that. Right. You take this. Hold on. Let's and Lee, that'll do? be for you. So let's see. We have different things to chime in with. We have the. it's We have a bell. We have a. That'll be for you, Karen. Right. The bell is for you, Lee. And you have, uh, Joe, you have...
5: I'm easy. This is that was easy. All right, there you go. <laughs>
3: I'm
0: easy.
3: And uh, Adam, you have a C-3PO uh, Pez dispenser. This.
5: Hello, sir. Okay, I'll do C-3PO.
3: Oh, okay. So you play that. If you think you know the answer, chime in with... I'm C-3PO. There you go. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to just uh, play these different uh, things. First person to chime in, see if you get it right. Uh, we're going to keep some Sorry. score here as well. Let me just uh, make a quick thing here and... Uh, Oh dear, I won't know any of this. We'll keep
5: score. Your cables
3: for real. All right, so here we go. Um, First uh, one, name that movie score. (laughs) Stop it. Sorry, (laughs) I know they're going to be easy, aren't they? Here we go. (laughs) Jack Reacher. Okay, well that That might have been cheating. Paul, Paul, he didn't buzz it. He didn't buzz it.
4: Jack Reacher. There we
3: go. Son of a. All right, so uh, name that movie score. He's heard that before. I know. Congo,
1: Congo is incorrect.
5: Uh, it's one of the Star, G. Kino's Star Trek movies. That's incorrect.
1: Which one.
0: King Kong.
1: That's Wait, incorrect. Can I hear any of it still?
0: Jamie knows.
1: Hold on. The
2: Mummy. Yes. That is correct.
4: Oh. Uh,
0: Jamie I'm got ashamed. It. Jamie gets a point. She I would had like a
2: rules it. clarification. If yes. I answer incorrectly first, I'm not allowed to answer again in the round, or can I just keep shouting out answers?
0: Oh, uh, well, let's not keep question. shouting out answers. Uh, let's just not. <laughs>
3: well, let's do the third one. Here we go. <laughs> right. This one, get hands on buzzers. Get your buzzer really right. because right,
1: this one you're gonna get right away. My buzzer sounds like a plane. Is that?
5: <laughs>
2: Rocky.
1: Rocky. I heard the ding. I heard the ding. <laughs> First. Incorrect. That's Rocky two. Simple.
5: One. <laughs> <laughs> Name that movie score. Is that the one where he goes into space? <laughs> yeah, oh, I wish.
1: <laughs> I, I Oh, I heard, ah! heard c 3 I uh, like c 3 Which one, though? That's the uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That and is that's correct. We'll uh,
0: give that to you. Nice I work. love C-3PO over top of <laughs> it.
3: We're not giving points for the composer, but if you can name them, maybe I'll give you half a point. Any more, oh, Connie. well, I right. can oh, Well, I had Same this one ready th- to go, but I think now you're going to nail this one. So, uh, hands-on buzzers right out of the gate.
5: Oh, yeah. Back
1: to the Future. That is correct. Oh, wow. oh wow. Back to the
5: Future 1. You,
0: Alan, you can just tell by the Alan. simple... Oh. Oh, my God. Adam
1: and Joe taking the lead. That You're was for your eyes you. only for a second there.
0: You know why I have no points? Because you <laughs> no, haven't played Ghostbusters yet. Right. If you played Ghostbusters, we'll, I'd have some points. We'll
3: go to the 80s All right, for this all next right. one. Name that score. Yes. That Chari- Chariots of Fire, Vangelis. I couldn't even wow. hear it.
0: Unbelievable. The man has sonic here yeah, Turn that up a little bit.
1: You're, what's your volume yeah, at? Yeah, we
0: can't hear that shit. <laughs> hey, it's just like Jack
5: Oh, uh, It's from
1: the 80s. Right?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you and Vangelis.
3: There it is. Cherry's a pyre. It is true. was playing okay. it louder for it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go.
1: Are you Van jealous oh of name his career? That, name oh. that, name <laughs> that score.
4: This
1: one has a bit of a lead in. That's the best. It's yeah. the best time to hit the buzzer. I know, right? <laughs> oh, Take, wait, wait. It's
0: Ghostbusters! That's it's, incorrect. It's not working. It sounds like... Why is my thing not working? Yes. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's just no. Oh, wait. That was Karen. Hey, hey, no, I didn't mean to correct. go. Hold on. Hold
3: on. I oh, know. Yeah, this is a tough one. I'm deep trying cut. To... Deep cut. Okay.
0: Wait. Why deep
2: cut? Even the hard... Easy ones hold are hard. On. It's that one with that guy in it. <laughs> I, I don't know how you would
3: expect
1: to know this one. Wait.
0: Well then let's well, start guessing. Oh I can't guess again.
1: Well you you can guess again. Well, Go ahead. Say wrong, Ghostbusters again. Ghostbusters right. <laughs> two. Ghostbusters three.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ghostbusters the video game.
0: <laughs> what about Bob?
3: Alright, screw that one. It's
1: taking forever. Uh, what is it?
0: Uh,
1: Alien Three. Wait. Alien?
0: Oh it's Braveheart.
1: Titanic. Titanic is correct. You gotta play "My hear.
0: Heart Will Go On." Make life easy. What the hell's I wrong? I know
2: again? that was a tough one. I'm a Lord. milt. Does that
1: really begin with the sound of an airplane going over? It's a plane. <laughs> I don't remember
2: that That's from the theater. Well, <laughs> I'm a milt. I'm a man in love with Titanic. I <laughs> love that movie.
5: Titanic and Tom. Yeah. All right,
2: this, <laughs> one right uh, this one goes right to this one goes right to
3: the the core of what the music is. You should, if you know it, you'll get it. Andy Strait. Yes, Adam. Glory. Glorious, wow. correct. James Horner. Yeah, that is right. Adam tying Joe. Nice. Still in last place.
0: That's all right. All right, I'm ready.
3: Name that. Uh, two, oh, let me get, make sure I get the numbers correct. All right, name that score. I haven't even seen any
0: of the movies you oh, said the, stuff is from.
3: Do you want one you'll never get, or
5: do you want an easy one?
0: Just give us one we'll never get. That's,
5: we already had that that's, one. That's, oh, it's fun to not. Don't be so sure. Yes, Karen.
0: Flying over California. Soaring over California.
3: Soaring over California is incorrect. Is it that, sounds a lot that like that. Is, yeah. is there
5: a
1: movie called
0: that? Yes. Oh,
3: I got this
5: one. I got this one. Yes. Which was Goldsmith, by the way. Wait, oh, it's really turn cool. it Flying over California. I like it. It's
0: really good. Oh. Come on. It sounds like
1: that, though. Come oh. on. It does. You feel You'll like never you get this one. Feel like no? You
0: smelly oranges. Yes!
5: It's, it's uh, Waterworld. Waterworld ah! is correct. James Van <laughs> yeah. Howard. God. Uh, I was born in huh. Waterworld. Uh, 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 I uh, was they all have lyrics. born in Waterworld. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. His I name is y Rocky y
1: and he's really neat.
3: All right, we got a ton more. If you we'll play just... the Rocky
1: theme, that has lyrics too. I've worked those out with Fred Mowry. Oh, have you? Oh, uh, you
0: and Fred know the lyrics? Nice. No,
1: anyway, go ahead. Yeah. His name is Rocky and he's really neat. He got that way by fighting meat. No, go, go ahead and keep playing I'm the song. neat. Really <laughs> I'm, I'm fighting me. me. Okay, that <laughs> that's for you, Fred. Right, back,
3: to,
1: back to the new ones.
3: All right, so here here comes another one. Uh, oh, name. I'm excited it, so to get one. This one again. should be easy. Apollo 13. Uh, Incorrect. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is oh, correct. Oh yeah. Oh, naming that tune at uh, it. All right. Well,
0: wow. John Williams. Good. We're getting house.
3: Let's go into the lightning round. Then here we go. Name that's that score.
0: Oh, oh, much faster. I know Can it can't get faster. Oh.
3: Psycho. Psycho. Three right,
4: PO.
2: Like
3: Adam, a, will give that one to Adam. I had Psycho long could catching he, up. He, he, yeah, give Leah nah, nah. a, nah, nah. a point. We He's should. All, we should
5: all get the same give, sound effect. Wait, give let Karen let Karen get this one because she has points. no points.
3: Are, ready? Are you ready? Here we go.
1: Come on, oh, Godfather. Oh, <laughs> right. oh
0: my God! It, could you at least let the thing change? You know, no, it's just gonna, buh,
1: no. You know no. that you do. Not on the ba. The you're a- Ooh, Karen, you're on the board. Hey, you know, I'm that way with pop songs. i got to wait to get to the chorus before I know what the hell's going da, da, da. on. <laughs> All right,
5: we'll do name that
1: musical next week.
0: I'd be much better no, at I it. Would, thank
1: right, you. Here's Shut the
3: last up. one. You ready? Here's the last Shut one. Up. Newsies. Breaking 2, Electric Balloon. Matrix. Oh, oh, I know this. Matrix. Damn it. Oh, wait. No. Is it? Yeah, it is Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't buzz in.
1: Oh, I did wait, too. back. Now I that's love a tie. That ties Matrix. Joe and Adam. Joe and Adam are tied. I can live
3: with that. You right. gonna live with a tie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My whole life is a tie. Right, congr- <laughs> <laughs> There's no prize anyway, so congratulations. <laughs> Just bragging rights okay. when you both we t- also have. I'll play one.
1: I'll play Joe one and see if CDs you know it. Too. All right. Oh, Tell me if you know this one. This, I mean, this will make it a tiebreaker. But hmm. I'm curious if you know this because this is uh, Morcone.
5: Oh, I probably won't then. But play
1: Got Not. Sorry. Uh, that's you said from there was, uh, Danger Diabolic oh, good you Lord. said there
0: was no prize but there right? is a prize because Joe came and he brought us his CD that has uh oh, that, yeah, there are said are it singer songwriter stuff well that's the
5: singer songwriter thing
0: mm-hmm.
5: uh, by the way uh, if yes? any of our viewers are out there want one I see that they're <laughs> Used copies are available on Amazon for one cent. Oh, no. fantastic. <laughs> uh,
0: I will give you a copy of my CD Yay! as a gift for winning or tying with oh, him. I need How much can I sell this for on uh, uh, I don't know if no, we're even kidding. up to one well, cent yet. Wearing, so. is, was
5: this your wedding dress?
0: Uh, no, that is a quinceanera dress that I bought downtown for 20 bucks, <laughs> Brilliant. Because I've always wanted to have a quinceanera dress, but I am not... Of Hispanic origin Or uh, of 16 15 So there I am In a Kinsonia dress And uh, with my guitar That's fantastic, fantastic. Thank you Good Karen stuff. while you're yes. Taking the
3: reins of the show Why don't oh. you run us out With a little birthdays
0: All yeah. right. There we go Ooh. Well, we begin our birthday week by wishing a happy birthday to a friend of the movie, guys. Ooh. Scott Adsit. Oh, Friend well, of the show. I like friend him, so I've decided he's a I friend of the him. show. Yeah, and it was rock. It was really... Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was fun is whenever I do the birthdays, I look at like celebrity birthdays and I go to the cheesy sites and normally it's people like big, huge stars and it was Scott Adsit and that made me really happy because he's so freaking cool. So Scott adds that we're going to wish you. Are these ones
5: coming up or ones that have happened since your last show? Uh, This week's either side of today. So
0: yeah, earlier this week I believe with Scott's birthday, he turned 48. But he can play anywhere from the best improviser ever to the best friend of Liz Lemon, and he's also Paul's favorite improviser.
3: Absolutely, he's the greatest
1: improviser I've ever seen. Good God! And Mm -hmm. doesn't he improvise with uh, Jet, who is a a guest of ours? I I think they they had a show together, or maybe Mm -hmm. still have a show. We
0: all, I believe, the three of us started watching Scott perform in Second City in the 90s. The mid '90s, when he was in reviews such as *Pinata Full of Bees* and *Paradigm Lost*, which really changed the whole way that Second City was doing their shows at that time. That's funny. Fantastic! <laughs> it made it more like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was very cool. It was. I've seen
2: only one improv show at the Second City Chicago, visiting Adam mm-hmm. and Scott Eds. It was in it. Yeah, and you he's definitely, amazing. Yeah, you saw Nick that's a good directed stuff. show.
0: Some of his on-screen appearances have been in The Italian Job, The Terminal, and most recently in Where the Millers. And I always get really excited when I see him show up because it makes me happy because he's just such a great guy. But the coolest thing ever is going to be happening for Scott Asset in 2014 because he is going to be in a movie with my boyfriend, Bill Murray, called St. Vincent de Van Nuys. Bill Murray plays this guy. It sounds like a hoot, and Scott is in it. When I was doing my Scott stuff, I'm looking, and I just looked at the cast list, and I'm like, Bill Murray is in it. This is the greatest movie ever. So any, congratulations, any Scott. Attached to that? That? Who is that, um, one doing that? I don't know that information. All I know is I saw Bill Murray's face, and it was next to Scott's. So that made me happy. <laughs> next up, let's hey, wish a happy birthday to the very oh. British Stephen Merchant, who turns 39. But he can play anywhere from Ricky Gervais's best friend uh, to the second cousin of Sarah Dolan of Banana Rama. Oh, who yeah, knew that? who knew? Who cares? Anyway, T is 6'7", <laughs> and making him even taller than Paul, who I believe is 6'3". Yeah.
5: I think I is. had a banana-rama at Chuck E. Cheese last week. <laughs> you
0: might have. They're that good, that
2: with a little chili on them. Extra-rama?
0: <laughs> a little-rama. A little-rama can't hurt anybody. Ricky Gervais has likened him to an up right <laughs>
1: Willie uh, Troy's bucket. <laughs> <laughs> up Troy's bucket. Troy's <laughs> bucket. Up Troy's bucket. With up, a banana-rama. Up your bucket. Now, we My all uh,
0: we know him from creating uh, The Office was Ricky Gervais, but he also has appeared in the movie movie's Hot Fuzz, The in- Invention of Lying, and Hall Pass. And, ladies, he's single. So, Lee, he's single. There you go. <laughs> Thank you
1: for that. No, heads Just okay. saying. It ends a Tom there. Cruise for him. <laughs> <laughs> and and last- Titanic.
0: Lastly, what's with a straight, happy though. birthday to the great Randy <laughs> Newman. Oh, uh, yeah. He turned 69 but can play anywhere from piano to Academy Award winner for such songs as in Monsters, Inc. and Toy Story 3. Musically, one of his greatest influences was his uncle, Alfred Newman. Not, Alfred E.
2: Newman? Not <laughs> Alfred E. Newman. Oh, Alfred okay.
0: Newman, who is one of cinema's first and most highly recognizable film scorers. He was also a gifted conductor and has worked on such movies as The King and I, Grapes of Wrath, South Pacific, The Seven-Year Itch, 1952, Les Miserables, Camelot, The Mark of Zero, and the list literally went on and on. Now, right. Joe,
2: oh. Joe, before we get to how he much you hate him Randy. and oh. what a
0: hack he is, no, I'm
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> he, uh, he wrote the
2: 20th Century Fox theme, too.
0: Did no? he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. I need
5: to say this about Randy Newman. And Lionel Newman, Alfred's brother Lionel, who's also Randy's uncle- did a ton of music supervising, music supervised Star Wars, a bunch of stuff for Williams, and well, uh, Emil was an agent. So, so he's the one that put all the pop
1: songs in and, and, <laughs> and then
5: David and Thomas are his uh, brothers.
0: Well, it turns cousins. out that, that no Randy kidding. would go That's to the, the set with them, yep. and that really influenced him and gave him his introduction, which is a fantastic introduction. It's funny how when people get into certain lines of work, you go, gosh, how did they do that? Well, how could you not? If yeah. you loved music that much and you were around these fantastic, really oh, yeah. talented actually, guys, actually,
2: Joe, you're an insider, and I'm hoping you can sh- shed some light on a question I have about Randy. I hope you don't mind. Yeah, oh, um, yes. does he actually have teeth?
4: <laughs> why are you here's say why. this? I met
2: him like two weeks
5: ago at the end of October. And I'm trying to remember if I actually saw teeth. He I have teeth. never
2: seen this man's teeth. And here's the story I Wait, wanted to
5: tell you. Does he sing
0: like this or something? Tra- he,
2: he, yeah. What
5: do you
0: mean? Short Fine. people
2: got no He used to go on <laughs> Saturday Night Live <laughs> all <Yeah>. the time. <laughs> no
1: reason. <laughs> Short people You're right. It's his yeah. teeth. That's perfect. To do an impersonation of him, you can't show your teeth. Yeah, right? That's right. Did you ever it did you ever
5: see Mad TV when they had him scoring the new Star Wars movie? No.
1: Obi-Wan Kenobi.
5: <laughs> Use the Force. Yeah. That's
4: great.
2: But he used to go on Saturday Night Live yeah. quite a bit, and my sister and I were very young and we'd watch this and we would look at this old guy for as far as we could tell, we were nine years old. He was old when, old, old when he was twenty. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With no teeth banging away at the piano about midgets. And I'm like, what the hell is this going? So, I, uh, for the for years, I thought he was some toothless old crazy that's guy. That's awesome.
0: Well, we all know that he has done tons of music for the movies. Do you guys have any favorites? Anything? Of like the his? natural. Yeah. yeah, the natural. Yeah, the Natural's is pretty oh,
2: awesome.
3: Yeah. And uh, uh, anything Pixar.
0: I like The Bug's Life, A Bug's Life a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I just uh, also.
1: Naked Gun, right? Isn't he a naked? No, it's Ira,
5: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's <Ira laughs> I Love <laughs> Ellen.
0: <laughs> and I, uh, then um,
1: Ragtime is really good. That was like, one of his first
5: films. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he also did The Princess and the Frog recently. That yep. was one of the ones.
4: Hate New York
5: City. It's cold and it's damn. That's pretty good. But
0: my favorite is <laughs> the Toy Story. Nasty redhead at
5: my side.
0: <laughs> my life is good. Right. Uh, I also hear if you go to Musso and Frank's on Wednesday mornings, he's there what? every week. But he's what? still there
5: from Tuesday night. He's still <laughs> there from Tuesday night. Uh,
0: so I always love to Sammy play music. Sammy Smith is dancing back. <laughs>
5: Can I say happy birthday to my wife? It was Absolutely. just on Saturday. Oh, oh do it! Happy yep. birthday oh, yeah, there you go. Left yeah. that out of the celebrity happy birthday. birthday. So I, I, wanna... I, you know
0: what? I didn't pay attention to the Saturday. Yeah, that's no. why. It's, I'm <laughs> sure she was there. No, was we
5: mentioned her oh, last. Oh, it's Sunday. Oh, we, yeah, you missed it. <laughs> it's okay.
0: Um, I want to play a little of my favorite Randy Newman because he's with my boyfriend Lyle Lovett oh, doing oh, a yeah. little song from Toy Story.
1: This is with Lyle Lovett.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's for why the it's a First Toy Story. story. Yeah,
3: for for a for a release. Not in the film. Oh, okay. So this is another version of it. I think so. No,
0: I think Lyle's in the movie. Is he
3: in the movie?
5: Is he?
0: It might be during the credits.
3: Yeah. Well, that wraps another movie song. showcast, everybody. You
0: friend, <laughs> oh, that was Lyle. <laughs> You're right. It was the end credits. Yeah.
3: Here, this yeah. is what you do.
0: Rough ahead and your mouth and miles
3: For those of you watching at home, Lee is lip syncing. Gumming with my no teeth. And
0: for some reason, now Lyle has no teeth right. either, Wait apparently. A second, Paul, do we remember to talk about movies this week? <laughs> <laughs> we'll
3: get to I'll that recall. any second
1: now. Let's
5: close it out.
3: Hey everybody, that's uh, that does it uh, for the movie guys. Together we are the movie guys, individually we are the yeah, guys. follow us on uh, Twitter at the Movie Guys, and of course on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the movie guys. We're on Instagram, pretty active there, as well as YouTube. Bye iTunes, SoundCloud, etc. Thanks to Joe Kramer. Joe Kramer. Joe Kramer. I'm on Facebook.
5: I'm on Twitter. Education. Type in Joe Kramer. K R A M E R. Get his
0: CD for a penny. Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Thanks to
3: it Jamie Clark. A great gift uh, it. Jamie Clark Elvington back in studio, Yay! helping us out. Yeah. Steve Scholes for his writing Dr. contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at the movieguys.net. Thanks for listening.
0: You know that Lyle Lovett makes funny faces too. So between them.
5: I hear he's gonna be played by uh, John Turturro in a biopic. <gasps> I'm kidding. I
0: don't.
5: Oh, I love that. <laughs> <Martin Hiker. laughs>
4: Moving, guys.